When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. 52 and a half hours remain in the 2022 Continental Ties AFL Trade Radio period. David Noble, Stephen Silvani, Damien Barrett with you now for the late trade on this Monday afternoon for MEGT. There is a lot going on this afternoon and I'm just trying to get to the bottom of something else, which I think is going to drop in the next half an hour or so, just to hold your horses on that one, though, Sauce and Nose, because there is a loosening of a lot of arrangements uh, as of the last hour, with Luke Jackson officially finding himself through to the Fremantle Dockers. We'll wade through the, the logistics behind all that, too. And uh, as of only a few moments ago, AFL House uh, officially uh, declaring that the Gold Coast Suns have... Traded Isaac Rankin, uh, the club's third-round selection, a future fourth-round selection, to the Crows for a, a round-one selection, that being pick five, and a future third and a future fourth. So the the Suns l- losing uh, Rankin and Bowes and get, picking up a, a two-pick upgrade, basically, from pick seven to five as part of all those machinations. But the, the big one, and one of the very big ones going into the 2022 period, was the Luke Jackson to Fremantle transaction and it's uh, been done with plenty of time now allowing uh, all clubs involved and all clubs around it to uh, still get busy in the remaining two and a half days. Uh, good afternoon to you two fine Damo. gentlemen. G'day Damo. Fresh back from Bathurst I hear Nobes. <laughs> yes. Just uh, put your bogan cap on and uh, went up to the mountain. I did. Yeah. yeah I was lucky enough very privileged to get into DJR uh, sit in the back and had a look. So Dick Johnson Racing that is. Dick Johnson yeah. Racing didn't unfortunately didn't get a, a, a terrific result but uh, got one in the top 10 but yeah, no, very, um, yeah. Might, might draw some of uh, the information out of you over the next couple of hours <laughs> sure. uh, on this late trade. Sos, uh, again, some of these deals we've been talking about for some time, and we've got the feeling that, that 99% of them will get done. And they're starting to, to drop now in a, in a way that allows the, the clubs to, to then sort of get off and, and, and go and deal with the other um, fringe issues. It does leave the, the Dunkley to the Lions and Jason Horn Francis to Port Adelaide as the, probably two of the biggest ones still remaining. Yeah, well, that's right. We, we thought the Jackson one would get done. The fact that he was out of contract and, you know, you've got West Coast sort of lurking there in the preseason. So I always thought that one was going to get done. A lot easier for deals to get done when they're out of contract. Yeah. Um, so well done to both of those clubs. That That's great. And also uh, Rankin getting to Adelaide where he wanted to go. So... That was a pretty good deal for both clubs yep. as well. And for those just tuning in, I, I know uh, Sammy and uh, and BJ only moments ago uh, revealed the logistics of the Jackson deal, but Melbourne gets pick 13, Fremantle's future first round and a future second round, and that's tied to the Dockers in exchange for Jackson. 
picks 44 and 67. And, and GWS, as part of that deal, gets Toby Bedford. They've been busy today, the, the Giants. Obviously, Bedford is a... Another acquisition or an acquisition for those uh, for, for the Giants. Uh, they've also made a decision or on the back of Mark McVeigh standing down from his role as an assistant coach, Soss and Noves, to, to, to leave the club after filling in as senior coach for the back half of the year. Brett Montgomery comes in. Ben Hart's another. There's a, a bit more traction around there. I think there'll be more changes in that assistant coaching ranks before the uh, the week's out. And, yeah, they're, they're clearly trying to bolster up their support to uh, Adam Kingsley as a new coach. Yeah, which generally happens, um, I think, when a new new coach comes in, he likes to bring his own people and, um, you know, and pretty much I think, Noves, and you'd probably know this better than anyone, is that in your first year, you pretty much get everything you want. <laughs> it becomes more difficult as the years go on. So, Well, you try. You try, don't you? Yeah, absolutely you do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Toby Bedford. Toby Bedford's done. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a really good get by the uh, the Giants. You know, he does tackle and chase and yeah. – um, I think that's a great get. Yeah, North, North tracked him a lot this year. Um, I know Brady was really, really keen on him and the boys. And that um, oh, lack of opportunity. I mean, each time he came in, he actually did really well. And unfortunately, you know, Desai came back in and he had to sort of make way again. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I reckon it's a really good pick. Yep. We talked uh, semi-regularly last week without diving into the full details of it, this uh, potential for a a very, very, very big um, exchange of draft picks and future first rounders and, and players and, and whatnot between a lot of footy clubs. And we saw over the weekend the AFL officially sticking to its rules and, and not allowing part of that, and that being the Port Adelaide part of its sauce and, and Nobes, to, to trade multiple selections in their future offerings. Uh, and that is as per AFL rules. I, I feel the optics around it were, were as, as big an impediment as anything. And the optics being that Jason Horn francis was central to it, Jason Horn francis being the number one overall pick last year, still in contract with his first club, wanting to break that contract. And and again, the AFL, all it's doing is saying, no, these are our rules. Uh, other views had it that it would have loosened up a whole lot of uh, possibilities and, and, and exchanges that, that involved young players that set up the, their their future clubs better. I, I like what the AFL done have done here right. because the rules are in place for them to loosen those rules halfway through a trade period. It really hasn't given the clubs an even playing field. Like if you knew you could um, obviously trade your future seconds or first, and um, and you'd done that previously, and now they're saying that uh, you know you, you are allowed to. They've, they've shifted the rules through that period. It doesn't really make it an even playing field because you can you can actually plan going into a trade period on a set of rules, and then when they change it for another club, well, I don't see that there's fairness um, amongst all the clubs. So I like the fact that they've they've stood their ground and said no, these are our rules, but. Going forward, I think they do need to loosen those rules for more trades like this to be able to go through. Yep. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I agree what Soss is saying. I think you, you need to go in with all things necessarily being open, but it's not a, it's not an even playing field. Mm. It's it's just not. Mm. And it's for me, it's something that it didn't quite suit the narrative. But when because it does, of what I just raised there yeah, as part possibly. of it, yeah. But yep. to help players move. If you didn't want to lose that first round player, then put a rule in place that you can't trade him. Yep. Like make make that the rule, not not the, the rule. future trading of picks. I yeah. think it made complete and utter sense. We actually sat down at lunchtime and had a bit of a look at it. There's a it, it's reasonably even. Yep. We thought that probably North and Port needed to probably do a little bit more in the makeup of how the trade sort of came together, but 
Um, so well, you, you and Sauce crunched it and, and yeah, liked yeah. the origins of it. Well, we, we, the we basis liked it. of it, yeah. yeah we, we actually liked the deal. Yeah. Um, and and when, you, when you're talking about futures and all this, Porter actually bringing in a first-round pick, the number one pick into their club mm. as well. Yeah. So they're not really – I mean, you, you are training your picks away, but – From, from GWS? Uh, no, no, from last year. From I mean, last year, yeah. 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 So yeah, Horn yeah. Francis is the number one pick. Yeah. So, you know, to knock the deal back because of a future pick for next year, mm. I just – it doesn't sit right in terms of the fairness of the actual deal. Yeah. Well, the but other I issue... do understand they are abiding by the rule. They're, they're, they're holding ground yeah. here, the AFL. The other thing is – so my argument for supporting that deal too, Damo, sorry, was that Port have brought in a lot of talent. Mm. So for them to trade out that future first and second with what they've done in the last three or four years makes sense. Yep. I think behind GWS – they're the second-ranked team for the most amount of young talent they've brought in through the draft. Right. So it's not like they've traded everything out. Yep. And then the AFL have gone, oh, hang on a minute, you've lost every pick in the last four years. So in my eyes, you've got the optics attached to Jason yep. Horn-Francis. Exactly. And I don't deviate off saying that. And I also don't deviate off saying that the AFL just does not trust clubs full stop to, to, to manage their own futures down the track. And, and if you are the AFL, you probably do have that reasoning because – at some stage, clubs and semi-regularly go to the AFL, cap in hand, please give us some assistance. Now, for other reasons, a club did that only a month ago, North Melbourne. Now, if it wasn't for the reasons they were referring to here, yep. but they did. Um, just as we do speak, I, I am hearing that um, there is still some possibility of the uh, of the reigniting of the exchange between North Melbourne and GWS as part of this bigger deal, which would have seen potentially North Melbourne moving pick one um, mm. to GWS. So. I'm hearing that's still being talked about, and I don't claim to know it's sauce and knows the way you two have crunched it out, but I'm just hearing that in the last half an hour that that is still being discussed, that GWS could get that pick one off North Melbourne, which we did talk about regularly last week, and, and we thought was caught up in this wider big deal, but might now be worked on in isolation. You're smiling because? We had a deal together with Hawthorne, went to the AFL, fell apart. It was not in the spirit. Everybody was happy. We just went to work behind the scenes and got it done. And it was pretty much the same. It was very, very similar mm. with what we individually constructed, didn't we? Correct. So I think it'll get done. I think now that parties have got their heads around what it actually looks like, the unlocking of the future picks is a bit of an issue. Right. But we just went to work and said, well, okay, if we can't put it together collectively, we were said, no, that's not allowable. We went, right, we cracked the sads for 12 hours and then we got back to work and actually got it done. So have you, with your workings with Nobes today and, and other conversations you've had, how would that potential look for, for GWS and North to deal with each other and, and maybe other parties as well, but, but it removed from that wider deal that was going to have that as a potential outcome? Well, I'm un uncertain how it would look because initially North were going to pretty much have pick two, three and Port's future first, it looked like, mm. in, uh, part of that big mega deal. So... And GWS were basically bringing in pick one and they were out was going pick three and pick 12. And there might have been some later sort of picks around there. So, oh, look, if it's a straight straight out swap in terms of picks, I think definitely there's going to have to be another first round, whether it's late first round from the Giants to get pick to one. To come back in. Yeah. yeah. Look, as I said, I, I do believe that is being discussed this afternoon and we could get some clarity on that on top of all the other news that has dropped today. The the continued talk around the Sam Wiedemann potential move uh, out of Melbourne into Essendon just is now not going away. That's um, on 
On on the uh, possibility scale, uh, do you like the feel of that? I mean, we discussed him a few times last week. We all thought he was staying going into the weekend, but there's been some movement there. The, the, the only thing I would, depending on what they're going to pick up, because the narrative coming out of Essendon when Brad Scott came in was that they wanted to attack the draft. So it really gets back to, you know, how deep in the draft do you want to go? So it's, I, I look at it and go, well, what are you going to give up for Sam Wiedemann? If it's a third round pick, I'd say yeah, fine. Mm. But if it's a first, if it's a second round pick, I'd be going well. Hang on a tick. You've sort of changed tack here. Um, you want to go to the draft. You've said that to your members, and and that's fine. You can always go back on what you've what what you've said as long as there's um, you know you can actually see there's some sense in what you're actually doing. But I'd like Essendon to go to the draft because I think they need to do that. Um, but having said that. They do need a, they do need another tall forward, mm. and whether he's the one or not, I'm unsure. I haven't seen a lot of him. I think he's got some really good talent coming at the ball. It's probably his work rate without the ball that is an area that he needs to improve. So we, we're talking his chase, tackle, and second and third efforts. Yep. Nose, when you had your catch up with uh, Sauce today off air, what did you uh, conclude with regards to the, the progress now of Jason Horn Francis getting his way to Port? How do they do it? Because Oh, look, we talked last week, and I couldn't see the deal getting done, even with the potential of the first rounders mm. in the future, without a player getting involved. It just seems inevitable now there is a pretty big name player, um, or at least a talented player involved in this. Yeah, that that's pretty much what we came back to today. The conclusion was, could you find a player to, to break the mechanism here? That seems to be um, the need for North to probably get someone in the door. That was... Pretty much the only thing I think we could think of, Damo, that I just don't have any more capacity to manoeuvre anything else that they've got. It's yeah, It has to be a player. Mm. Not, we, and, we're not sure the, who, but it has to be. But the ability to shift the player in the yeah. next 48 hours is going to be really difficult because there may be a player that the club North might be really interested in that Port actually says, okay, what about this player? He may be overseas. Yeah, and you, you need to get medicals done. You want interviews, and then trying to track yeah. that player. He down might be in then... a in a condition that's not conducive to analysing <laughs> his future. Exactly right. Yeah. So that becomes really, really difficult. Yeah, um, lots of way through. Nobes, you on your uh, review series today have got which football clubs to uh, the take a look at? Hawks. Yep, and the Suns. Keen to see what you say on both of uh, of those clubs. I'm not sure where the the Hawks are, but you'll analyse it in the way you do and. And give us some clarity. And the, and the Suns obviously getting involved today with uh, with Rankin officially going out, and they're they're about to transact officially with the the Cats. It's a it's a done deal as much as anything can be done before it's signed. With this whole um, Jack Bowes uh, moving of him to the the Cats, along with pick number seven. So we might take our first break for the day, and we'll open up the uh, Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio Open Line on one three hundred. 235548. So it's a full book of calls open for you right now to hit up Sauce and Nobes. 1300 235548. We'll take your calls next. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. 
Part of the breaking news for Beaumont uh, this hour is Will Setterfield, a former Carlton player, and he's a former Carlton player officially now, and pick 68, heading to Essendon in exchange for a future fourth-round pick. So we thought we'd identify that as the, the Beaumont's news update uh, this particular hour because uh, you were obviously uh, a man uh, close with Will Setterfield at a, at a couple of footy clubs. Um, your thoughts on, on that? I know you were surprised that when Carlton made his decisions at the end of 2022 that he was left in that limbo zone and now we see him a, a bomber. Oh, look, I think it's a great uh, move for Will. He'll, he'll definitely get some uh, midfield opportunity at Essendon. Um, they're after that big, tall midfielder. So from a career move, I think it's a really good move from him. So not too what, – what, what did the deal look like? So the former Blue and pick 68 heading to Essendon in exchange for a future fourth-round pick. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, just on that, great deal for, um, great deal for Essendon. Um, I think there may have been issues with Carlton and spots on the list. Yeah, there were. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, so they've lost a little bit of depth there, the Blues, but uh, a good move by the Bombers and, and Will. Yep. Now, you two last week requested from uh, from Ben Lyon, our producer, one of our producers here, to get a whiteboard. And I saw you two go to work in that outbreak. <laughs> and at some stage today, we'll get you to take through the uh, – <laughs> The musings and the scribblings on this new whiteboard, which uh, if Hutchie sees, he'll try and sell at some stage. So you might even try and beat him to the, the punch. But what we did do on the entry to that ad break was open up the line, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. And Max in Williams Landing has called in about the man we just spoke about. Hi, Max. Uh, g'day, boys. I uh, just want to uh, talk about the Will Setterfield trade uh, from Carlton to Essendon. I'm just a bit surprised why Carlton would have wanted that fourth, future fourth pick. And I'm thinking, I think Essendon would have definitely won that trade because we're not going to pick up anyone at pick 68 next year. I mean, that's, and I think when we um, got him from GWS originally, and Soss would know this, we didn't give up that much. Uh, we didn't, um, we got him for, uh, for more than what he is now worth. Yeah, well, uh, I think, so who gave up? Uh, I think it was, did Essendon give up the future fourth? Essendon gave up the future fourth. Carlton gave up Setterfield and pick 68. So 68 goes thereabouts. To, yeah. Anyway. So look, I think what what can actually happen here sometimes is that when a player's on the way out and you know you're not going to get much of a return, you've just got to facilitate a deal. Um, and, you know, they've made it an easy path for Will to get to the Bombers. They've actually had to hand something back. Um, so look, it's it's something that they've done the right thing by the play here, Carlton. Um, but in return, they haven't got much back. But they're happy for him to go because obviously there's may not be there might be limited spots on the list. Yep, Max, thank you for your call. Let's go to Caleb now in Bendigo. Hi, Caleb. Hello, how are you guys? Well, mate. Um, just want to discuss the Jason Horn Francis trade. Um, there was, I was listening to trade radio on Friday and there was talk that Dan Houston was spotted in Melbourne. Um, I didn't hear reasoning behind it, but could that open up the trade if that was trade related? If not, seeing Adelaide's just picked up Isaac Rankin, what's the likelihood of North Melbourne shifting, uh, Jason Horn Francis to Adelaide instead? 
Okay, I'll, I'll wade through a couple of these things. Uh, Dan Houston uh, was thrown up by it was West Coast who put to put it to him a, a a very nice offer as part of this wider deal we're speaking about late last week and again a few moments ago, Caleb involving a lot of footy clubs. It was a big lucrative deal. Dan Houston ultimately said no, and, and Port Adelaide did not want to engage any talk about that. Dan Houston was seen in Melbourne last week. In fact, I think you saw him, Sauce. That was my mail. You I actually did. Well, someone, look, someone looked like Dan. I heard Houston. you served him a coffee. I may have said, at, a, yes. at an establishment that you I may did. have set up. That's correct. Yes, uh, Briquettes there in the corner of Harp Road and High Street in East Q. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it was him. <laughs> it certainly looked like him on the photo I saw of the promo around the launch of the coffee shop, Caleb. But again, not not connected. And, and again, we can only go on what clubs tell us and what management of players tell us. Not happening in, in regard to that. And in terms of the Jason Horn Francis part of the uh, the question, Caleb, I'll let the others answer it. Look, I just don't think Adelaide can get a deal done now. Um, they had interest early, Caleb. I, I believe that they spoke to his management about him. Um, so, you know, in that duel of Port and Adelaide in, you know, in SA, um, and he elected to go to Port and his dad's Fabian Francis played with Port. So that probably makes sense. But it does seem to be the way it's heading, Caleb. Again, we never say never because until the deadline comes and goes with signatures attached to the, the documents, we, we don't know. But that's, uh, that's where that one is tracking. Thank you for your call. Mikhail now on or in Andrew's farm. Hi, Mikhail. Yeah, hello, how are you? Well, mate. Um, so, with Matt Crouch, if Tom Mitchell doesn't get to go to Collingwood, do we see Matt Crouch's name thrown up within the three days? Or not think that he would leave? Look, the, the way I view Collingwood, um, Mikhail, is that they target and have targeted players. And, and just because they don't get one type of player does, doesn't, to me, mean they go to the next available. But... I, I still expect Collingwood to transact with Hawthorne on on uh, Tom Mitchell. Um, any variation and events are there for? No, I, I yep. think I think that'll happen. Um, but and, and and often some of these deals which happen late are connected to these bigger deals and mm. and seeing what um, what might uh, eventuate where clubs what picks clubs are actually holding on to. So sometimes it can be a strategic thing. Saying, well, let's just wait and see what they get out of this and because mm. they might be offering something up knowing that, you know what, we can take that now, but we could be um, losing out you know, five, six, seven, ten spots in the draft. So um, you got to hold your nerves sometimes. Um, but often it's nice to do a deal early so you can move on, but um, th- this is what can happen during the trade situation. You, uh, you might have also positioned that pick with someone for a while as well. Yeah. So it's like there's, a, there's an agreement, there's a verbal agreement saying, look, we'll give you that one. We're just waiting for a few other things to settle and then we'll come back to that we'll come one. back to you. Yeah. yeah. Mikhail, thank you. Richard now in Bentley. Hey, Rich. Richard, you there? You need to turn your radio down, please, as you are far away. Yeah, mate. How are you? Um, thanks for your time today, guys. Far away, mate. Just turn your radio down as you do, please. We might come back to Richard, I think, uh, just while he sorts that technical issue out. Uh, and in so doing, we'll go to Matthew now in Huntfield Heights in SA. Hi, Matthew. How are you going, guys? Um, I was just wondering, obviously, with the Jason Horn francis deal fizzling out, um, 
obviously a player would need to be involved. Now, it looks like none of the Port boys want to leave. What sort of power does Port have to now go, you know what, unfortunately, we're going to we're gonna make you a part of the trade and, and talk to their managers? Because I know the players have to agree to it, but it just doesn't look like a, a player that I can think of is going to get involved unless Port sort of push them to it. Yeah, well, the players don't have to agree to it if they're contracted. They uh, they can stay at that football club. So um, yeah, and and this is the difficulty now, and 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 this is what can occur. There's, there's still time for the deal to get done, but um, this is what happens when a deal comes late with a player um, and clubs. You know, think they can do a deal, but yet they, they they hold picks. But sometimes the picks aren't powerful enough to actually get the deal done. So this is probably a classic example if it doesn't go through on what clubs, how difficult it is for clubs to get something done um, when a player's in contract uh, in particular, and we've seen this a number of times, Nobes. Yeah, we have. Uh, the, the interesting thing now for me in the last um, or today with the bit of a stall on, on Jason is what was the conversation the club had with him? You know, if things, if we can't get something done, you know, we'd love to keep you. Hopefully that's sort of been positioned because if it's you know, we've, they've got to go back and pick him up and get him on and, you know, sort of make sure they get some value out of him next year. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. And, and I just hope if he does end up staying, yeah. like they can't get a deal done. This isn't this isn't North Melbourne's fault here, you know. it's um, and, and I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. It's just that this deal has come late. Yeah. Um, so it's really difficult for the, for the North Melbourne Football Club that if they can't get this deal done, I just hope himself and his managed group understand, well, they've done their very best. Go back and play the one year and let's see what happens at the end of next year. Mm. And if you still want to go, fine. We can at least prepare ourselves for Mm. you moving out. Otherwise, you know, you just might find yourself a happier person, you know, this Mm. next 12 months and you never know what might happen. Yep. And Matthew, to to your point about the player reluctantly being part of a a trade-out, um. Ryan Burton didn't want to leave Hawthorne at the time Chad Wingard came in and, and yet he had to become part of that deal and was was uh, evasive about that, understandably, initially ended up making the move. And look, I, I think he's actually arguably um, balanced a ledger on that actual transaction between Port and and Hawthorne. I think he's had a good career as a, as a power player. It's, it's things like that that can get flushed out late and, and that... Ironically, that did happen with Port Adelaide gaining Richard, uh, Richard Ryan Burton at that stage. Thank you for your call. Steve now in Cremorne. Hi, Steve. You there, Steve? Yeah, I am, yeah. Fire away, mate. I can't, I can't actually hear this. Yeah, hi, hi fellas. Um, I'm just calling about the Ollie Henry and Tanner Bruin situation. Um, it was interesting. Cal Toomey, I think, rated Henry at pick 13 um, if he was in this year's draft. It just seems to me that um, you know the situation with these young players wanting to go home after just two years is... Um, really devalues free agency. I, I mean, these guys are almost acting like free agents uh, in the sense that they finish two years, they nominate the club that they want to go to, and, and they almost get there. Um, well, one of them's got there, and the other one probably will. Um, I just sort of wonder whether players that um, outside the free agency um, uh, qualification should have to nominate at least two clubs to go to. So at least there's some form of bidding. So Geelong can't offer ridiculous um, uh, trades. So at least there's a second club and it might make players think a little bit more carefully about what it is that they're doing. 
I really like that, Steve. I think it's a really good idea. I, I think what it helps is bring equal value back into a trade sense rather than a plane just sort of say, well, I want to go home and say you've only got one club because that club has only got a hand that it's got. You know, and Soss and I have talked about this before. Um, so Jason Horn Francis would say, well, we want two picks inside five. It's hard for Port to go and coordinate those picks. But if you have a second club in there, then you start to get some rigour around um, both clubs getting urgent about chasing different options. So I, I think it actually brings some value down. As I said earlier, Damo, and, and a little bit last week, I totally agree with Steve. I think this is degrading um, the free agency component of what they introduced. I think you used that phrase yourself last week, didn't you? To, yeah. To Steve's point. Yeah. And so therefore bring something in that says, well, you know, you can't leave under those first two yeah. years. I'm not I'm not sure about extending it beyond that, but and Sauce's point is really valid in this sense too. It's a lot of the help that we used to get in from clubs is with the managers. That they're very instrumental and helpful in that manner to help, you know, place those players. But it and, suits them. Yeah, well, but no, most, they'll, they'll most rip of them out too. I think nine it. times out of ten, yeah. we would say they helped us. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you know the relationship, knowing like that they're upfront, they're like, they're, they're yeah. not. They're, look, they're, they're, their interest is their, their player, but they understand also, and we, we're talking the top managers here. They understand well, you know, there's got to be a really good return. Someone like I say, you know, like a, a number one pick or a high pick for that. There's got to be adequate a conversation. For the club as well, so and this is this is the big thing. You know, you can you can move a player, you can move one of your players, but you've got to know you can get them there. Yeah, that's the key to it. Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, thank you for your call there. We need to shut it down for the the moment. We'll continue to open up the the open line throughout the uh, the afternoon because there's clearly a lot of uh, questions that you've got to to ask the experts in this studio, Stephen Silvani and David Noble. One of those, David Noble, on the other side of this break, will be uh, applying the Nobles nous to Nobles. I think we're going to do either Gold Coast or Hawthorne. So I'll let you have your pick. What, who's it going to be? Let's go with the Suns. Let's go with the Suns. On the other side of this break, you're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. David Noble to pull apart the Gold Coast Suns next. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Nobles Nows for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56 volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. It has very quickly become a feature of the late trade each and every afternoon of the 2022 Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. David Noble to pull apart each football club. Today, uh, Nobes, you're going to do the Gold Coast Suns. I am, Domo. So I think I'd start with their needs. I think there's still some small forward talent. I think Rankin going hurts them a little bit and maybe another tall to support King. I know they've got Casbolt, Chol. Um, and I know Jeffries has gone really well, but I think um, a lot of the, the top-end teams that are playing in the finals tend to have a couple of those small dynamic forwards, two or three, you know, at times that they can sort of roll through there. So um, they're an interesting one. Their, their growth for me, their ability to get better, I think is, for me, is a seven. I think Stewie's obviously been there a while now, been able to let him embed his game plan. So I still think that the team's got room to grow 
as in collectively getting better. We have seen some good examples of that this year. Um, they didn't get to the finals, unfortunately, but I thought they actually made some ground this year. Um, the development, I've got it as a six. I just, I mean, they've got a bunch of picks to come, um, but I, I just think they've they've got to do better with their development process for me. Yeah, got okay. to get more guys yep. coming through to take more responsibility. So that's, for me, is a little question mark on where they're going to be. Um, I think they're pretty stable now. They seem like they're from coach, you know, they're back to coach in. Mark Evans is a great operator. Um, Craig Cameron, Wayne Campbell, like they've got some really good footy now in there that looks like it's going to be pretty stable for a period of time. So I think they're around about a seven um, for me. Vulnerability um, and premiership profile, I've got them both at five. So if we talk through the cap um, for the Suns, the salary dumps in the last couple of years is really concerning, I think. Um, you know, just even broadly for the for the layperson out there to go, how does that occur? How does that happen? Um, and we've been trying to sort of pull that apart in here and, and explain it. But Will Brody last year with pick 19 to the Dockers and, and now Jack Bowes this year with pick seven yeah. expected to be announced as soon as today to the Cats. And not as public, but, you know, the Jared Lyons was a salary dump as well when I was at Brisbane. So that that was clearly one of the, the ways that that was allowed to go through in the AFL because it was post-trade. Um, so, but it was a legitimate case that Gold Coast put to the AFL and it was accepted. So, so that was another one. And from a premiership profile, I've got them at about a six, six to seven. So for me, they've got some work to do still. Um, they might start to get closer to the sort of the finals. I don't, for me, I think they're still a couple of years away. Still a couple of years away. They're, yep. they're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and sorry, one of the things that I think has, and it's not going to be public. I think the Jack Bowes one hurts them. Jack Bowes is is a academy player, comes from Cairns, embedded in that club, wanted to be there to play the first range of finals. Now he's gone. His family was really entrenched, moved down from Cairns. I mean, all those things are a factor, I think, for me, um, in regards to that club, and that they that's what you need to build. Mm. You know, you need to build that cultural piece in there. Um, now, I don't know all the mechanics of it, but from an, an outside, knowing how crucial academies are to the northern teams, yeah, I, I think that's got a potential to hurt them a little bit, just from a, I mean, in, internal stability piece. Yeah. And I'm, I might be wrong, but that's my gut feel. Yeah. Soss uh, Nobes is there, put some question marks over this club's trajectory, which, which next year has to have it making finals by way of aspiration. Where do you see it? Yeah, well, I, I think a little bit will be dependent on getting a couple of their players back in, Ben King and um, Powell, who got some injury. Powell got an injury later on in the year. And Lockie Weller and too. And Weller as well. Yeah. So I think they're, they're critical. Um, just, um, I guess, expanding on Nobs. I, I tend to agree a little bit. Um, what we what we do know with their academy boys is that they've got three or four really good academy kids going yep. coming through next year. So um, what they've done in some of the trades to be able to get futures in, is it is a tick for him? I don't like the look in relation to what sort of happened with him over the last couple of years, having picks handed to him and and going into the commission and and saying, well, we need picks and um, and they got those picks, but now they're trading picks out because mm. of salary cap reasons. I don't think that's a good look for the not only for the jo- uh, for the for the Suns but the whole competition. Mm. So um, you know that that that's something that I think the AFL need to review going forward. But look, I, I, don't, I don't. I think what they did this year. I love the way they played. Um, they're a team, 
early in the season, they're really hard to beat. They've got to be hard to beat right throughout the season. It is a big year. I think they're going to – I think they'll they'll keep improving. Um, I like what they're doing in terms of – I love their leaders. I like love Wits, um, Tuuk Muller. I love the way he plays. I, I think there's upside in them. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like what's happened from a off-field point of mm. view. I'm talking, you know, what they've done, the look of the handing picks out to get salary cap dumps. Um, I don't like that. Yeah, particularly usually, at least in the in the traditional sense of list management, you, the salary cap dump comes when you've you've loaded up and and have had a crack out of flag and either got there or not got there. But yeah. the Suns haven't got near that. I, I mean, mean, they haven't got near the finals to, in their in their entire existence. To, to think you've got to give picks away, like and like we're talking really good picks, seven. Yeah, um, it, it's just I shake my head on that, mm. you know. And I'm not pointing the finger at anyone here. It's just. If I'm a board, I'd be questioning how, how do we get ourselves into this position, hmm. um, particularly when two years ago, three years ago, you've gone to the commission and you've been given all these assistant picks and all of a sudden one of those assistant picks is going back to WA. Well, officially pick 19 was was a compensation pick. And, yeah, and it, as you say, it went attached to Will Brody this time last year. So really, when you if you to fast forward, Come for what, what or go back? What they really should have been asking for, rather than the picks, maybe an increase in the salary cap. Yeah, we can't go down that path though. Surely, <laughs> no, not, not, not for a footy club that that is yet I mean, to win more than ten games in a yeah, season. Yeah, but, but my point is to keep the players they had. Yeah, this is where for me they're interesting, Dummy, because I've rated them a seven in regards to their growth, right? Because you look, Lacocious, Power, Real, Anderson, King, like that. You can build teams around that. So if they can get that right, for me, it's the bit underneath they've got to get right. Yeah. The cultural sort of piece, the academy piece that mm. creates that player stability. But, but but isn't that the thing rather than turnover here? Like, yeah. It, it, we, we've gone picks and now the picks are going mm. and plays are going with the picks. So wasn't the salary cap increase a better better way to go to be able to keep those players? And more players on. Yeah, they did well. for a while, didn't they? They yeah. did for a while, yeah. Well, maybe it's identification sauce and maybe it's making a hard call at the time instead of loading up on a five, six, seven-year deal or whatever deals they've had on these guys. Well, the situation that has Bose being owed $1.7 million now. I mean, I, I get the, that the identification of that in advance. Well, is, that's that's not – we look at that right now of Bose getting, say, 800 grand a year. He's not getting eight hundred grand a year. I'm pretty sure that his money would have been back ended. Oh, no doubt about it's, that. It's got to this point, and it is really difficult in relation to these establishment clubs that it takes a long time to get these clubs. And you've going. lived it. You've lived it. So I. But get, you had a different I, I model. Get, you had a different model to this one. It, it, it had its flaws that. as well in the big picture, no, but no. but you had a crack and you the, only got the, the whole thing is the retention of players. Like I think the Giants and and and, and the um, the Gold Coast Suns have had enough picks to to really build a solid foundation. But if we go back to it now and we look at what they were given a couple of years ago, it's pretty much been handed back in terms of trying to reduce their their TPP, the salary cap dumps, where you know the whole thing about their assistancing was a little bit about talent, but also to be able to hold those players together where they're actually tipping players out now to with players or picks mm. and and for the to reduce their cap, it just it doesn't fit well. And the the two new franchises correctly had an increase in the cap on a slide on a reducing sliding scale for th- 
three or four years, yeah. I reckon it might yeah. have been. So they, they've been they've already had that. So that that's already been there. So I'll probably with you, I don't think the increase in the in the salary cap necessarily. I think that creates a little bit more rigor probably with the other clubs. Yeah. But but the well, Most it, of the it clubs does signed because off on the yeah, they sort of from the package. But the, what they haven't signed off on, if you're the other clubs, if you're the, is the constant drain on the competition that, yeah. that these two clubs. And I'm not saying it's easy. Don't get me wrong. And I think particularly Gold Coast thinks I'm pretty critical of them. And, and yes, I am. I'm not going to back away from that. But they've got to sort themselves out. And, and and maybe maybe this is the end game for them. Maybe this is the drawing of the line with this pick seven going with bows and, and and finally getting themselves right. Maybe this is the start time, but it, it's overdue if it is, and it needs to be if it's not. Do we know where Fiorini is? It's still in process as right. far as I know. Okay. Yeah, again, we haven't heard anything today on it. Um, and look, we, we could. I mean, it's, we're, we're getting close to the Wednesday night yeah. deadline for it. So... Um, as always, some interesting listening there in David Noble's assessment of a footy club, that one being the Gold Coast Suns. Let's uh, take a break. Let's open the line up again. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Sam, we'll get to you first on the other side of it. If you're happy to join him, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. A whole lot to wade through on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade. For MEGT, build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. There is a lot going on behind the scenes on this Monday of Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. We are about, uh, what is it, about 51 and a half hours or thereabouts away from the deadline of the 2022 trade period. Uh, we've had a couple of big deals drop today and a couple of other big ones are in the offing. Luke Jackson to Fremantle officially. Isaac Rankin uh, to the uh, Adelaide Crows and we will be speaking to the Crows via Justin Reed, list manager, in about uh, 20 or so minutes time from now to, to bring us up to speed with all of that Uh as we reported earlier, GWS, I believe, is still interested in the uh, pick one that is owned by North Melbourne at this stage. And I'm just going to check a text as I speak. Yeah, I think I think that is still on the go, by the way, guys, that, that pick one is uh, is still in the offing between North Melbourne and, and something is going down behind the scenes as we speak. It's, it's not the mega deal that was uh, mooted last week going into the weekend and, and knocked on the head by the AFL, but there are still conversations involving all of those clubs pertaining to all of those uh, transactions. So we're just trying to bring it to you as it happens, but uh, there is movement and significant movement even in the past half an hour on some of those uh, arrangements attached to it. We could open up the uh, the call line, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight, and we'll get to that right now. Sam in, Hop- in Hopper's Crossing. Hey, I'm just really um, directed at Noble, but... Um so I can have an opinion as well. But just about the Bulldogs, what do you value what pick would get um, Bob done? And I know Doug's eventually gone anyway, so even though if he wanted to stay, he couldn't come back anyway. It's the second time he's always done it, so he's virtually gone. Um, I see Riley West getting more time in the middle with when Dunkley goes, if not a fully fit McLean come back into 2023 season. Um, we can play that role as well. And... Yeah, just seeing look, what we're done, we need to get in the draft. And I know you've um, said a bit of you know, praise about dogs list and all that, and we're ready to, you know, it should be going to, to tilt the flag this year or next year. Um, seeing what, what, what else year we need to get to put into that 22. Yeah, look, I, I think, Sam, we, we were talking about the value of getting 
you know, lob in. Um, I think he's probably a first round pick as a minimum. See, I, I look at it more of a second rounder. But yeah, that, okay. that's just that's just my assessment of it. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's sort of the the value now that Jackson comes in. You'd like to think that that might loosen that that sort of trade. Well, it'll allow them to talk. They they got the deal they needed to get done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I, I tend to agree with you, Sam. I think you know midfield. Um, yeah, Westy going back in there would help them. I think you know his development's tracking really well. Uh, he's not a big body. McLean coming back in there helps. Liber had another good year this year. Sosses made mention that you know the Bont was a little bit wounded through this year, so. I think things are in a pretty good spot. Now, if Lob comes in, I think it adds a real dangerous element to their forward end. Um, I like the way that they've got a really peculiar and a particular system that I think they play in defense, which I think works really well for them. But then if you bring Lob in and they can score, I still think Norton stays forward. I know there's been a bit of discussion of him going back, but yeah, I think things are, are looking okay for me, Sam. So, so what do you think they should give up for Lob, Rob? I was thinking maybe a bottom end of first, but I, yeah. I get the fact that it might be second. I, I just he's a two hundred and seven metre a centimetre player that's got versatility, he's got skills, he can help you. He's an influencer in the game. The, mm. the difficult judging him right at the minute is his age, thirty years of age. So um, and he comes with about a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal, I believe, as well yeah. for, for next year, regardless. Yeah. So yeah, but I think look, just reading between the lines here is that sure, I think. The, the dogs would love to get that deal done now. So pick, but pick 30, I, get it done? Well, I I, rec- I just believe that Frio are waiting to see what happens with the Dunkley deal because there might be a future pick oh, yeah. on hands here. Yeah. So, you know, with the Dunkley deal, is there going to be a future second thrown in or can yeah. they package something up? Other slides of picks? So I reckon they're sitting back here, Frio, just going, let's just wait and see what happens with the Dunkley deal. Yeah, mm. oh, I think for me it's, it's a bottom end of the first two, Damo. I'm not thinking, you know, 10 or above. I, yeah. Like this... Yeah, 15, 18. 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Like if there's a compensation pick down the bottom end, yep. that's, I guess that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Again, just as we've been reporting now for about an hour on the, on the late trade, this uh, there is a rejuvenation of sorts with this uh, this mega deal that, that, that entered the weekend with some hope of being done, but then was um, hit on the head by the AFL when they uh, refused Port Adelaide to be able to trade uh, multiple future first-round selections. But... It is back on, and, and we, as we said uh, early in the uh, 2022 trade period, GWS was after North Melbourne's first pick in the draft, and that is still the case. They, uh, they are trying to negotiate a way around it. Obviously, Jason Horn francis finding his way to Port Adelaide is, is part of all of that. I don't claim to know how it all looks once it's all flushed out, but it is being spoken about and, and is moving uh, towards some form of resolution one way or another. It is not the, the necessarily the, the, the absolute mega deal that it was going to be entering the weekend, but it is still alive, parts of it, and significantly GWS still keen, sauce and knives, to, to get off North Melbourne as part of all of it. Pick number one. Now, we know that uh, Will Ashcroft will be the official first pick in the draft, but the first live pick in the draft is currently owned by North Melbourne, and... GWS, which has pick three and other picks, very nice picks, 12, 15, 18, 21, wants it. So that is still in play. I might get you two to actually have a look at how that could work, just in that, in that speculative way, using your nous as, uh, as, as former high-end football club officials as to, as to how that would look, why it would uh, be part of it. But, yeah, I can tell you it is still being spoken about of a very serious nature. Sam, thanks for your call. Let's go to Jason now in Northern. Hi, Jason. Hey, mate, how you going? Well, mate. 
That's the way. Look, I was just wondering if there's been any word on Lloyd Meeks, um, especially now that the, the Luke Jackson deal's done. And if he is to get to Hawthorne, what do you think his worth would be, considering he's just won the, the best and fairest for Peel? It's hard to put a price, isn't it? It's a, it is. I think I think it probably may. I'm not, this is a step at it. Would it be a third rounder, fourth? How many games he played, Lloyd Meek? Again, off the top, not many. Um, in the context of the career, uh, look, I, I would reckon a fourth round. A, yeah, yeah. On, on this year's currency, the way it works, so someone who's not getting a yeah. a regular hit out. I think um, it's one of those ones, Jason, that the clubs would look at if there's a better opportunity for the player. It's it's good that you can find person another opportunity, another home yep. to go to. I think you're right. I think it's probably a fourth late. Yep. It's, it's maybe even one of those slide swap Outside picks. of the draft, yeah. In, yeah. in exchange after it. Um, Jason, thanks for your call. Uh, he played six games this year. Miller now in Caulfield is up next. Hi, Miller. Hey, mate. How are you going? Well, mate. Yeah, thanks um, for having me on. Um, I just had a, a bit of a, like a theory. I think Tom Mitchell is on 800, I think, last last year of the contract, and I mean, that's probably carryovers from the Brownlow year. Um, if the Collingwood trade does go through, um, is there a possibility that Hawthorne will potentially be paying some, or what's the go there? It's a good question, given Collingwood has uh, twice in the past three years moved players out for, for salary dump reasons. We uh, obviously knew what happened with Adam Trelaw, Jaden Stevenson, Tom Phillips a couple of years ago, and it's happening again this year with Brody Grundy to bring in someone of Mitchell's uh, obviously clout, but but attached money is a is an interesting scenario and how it looks. I'd imagine to use Sauce's terminology and one that uh, has become pretty much common vernacular now in trade periods that would be smoothed out over over a period of time. But as to how much is on Collingwood's uh, watch, is it going to be one hundred percent of what what he's owed next year? Again, yet to be negotiated all the way out. It is something though, Miller that. I certainly expect to happen and, and be approved via the AFL by close of play Wednesday night. Thank you for your call. Sorry, we just need to park the calls for the moment. We need to take a break. Uh, very shortly, about 15 minutes' time from now, we'll be speaking with Justin Reed, the list manager of the Adelaide Crows, on the back of Isaac Rankin officially joining his club today. There's still a bit to play out from a Crows perspective. We'll hit him up with all those questions. You'll be first to hear it uh, via the mouth of Justin Reed from the Adelaide Crows in about 15 to 20 minutes' time from now. But on the other side of this, I will get uh, Nobes and you, Sauce, to just take our listeners through how, how this mega deal, which which got um, which which, which Th- got thanks, the, the, the hammer <laughs> hit on its head <laughs> by the AFL on the weekend, it, it is it is or at least parts of it are alive again. And I just want to get you to delve can, into the the pointy end of it. Can you just tell me which parts are alive so we can work yeah, through this? Yeah, the, the North Melbourne currently owning pick one part Ooh. of it. Yep. GWS wants that pick. They've got picks yep. 3, 12, 15, 18, 21. Jason Horn Francis is tied up in it as well. Right. Take us through how it could look and, and why clubs would be going down that path. So Port are as well then? Port's involved as well. Okay. Yes. Thanks. There you go. We'll do that on the other side of this break on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. It's time to get philosophical with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business and improve your cash flow from one app. 
We're focusing today's philosophical on this uh, movement behind the scenes now. GWS clearly wanting, despite the AFL trying to say no to them and others on the weekend, North Melbourne's number one pick. It'll be the first live pick in the draft, effectively, given that Will Ashcroft will go as the father's son at number one. North Melbourne has the first live pick as we speak. GWS wants it. Today's philosophical, and and Sauce will get you some help today. We'll get I Nobes some help. We'll get oh, Nobes to help out. Philosophical. He's he's worked it out, Nobes. Has he? Well, <laughs> yeah. you and you and he with the whiteboard. I've never seen anything like those scribblings and, and jo- notations on that uh, in the short time you've had access to that text uh, and the whiteboard. But so they're armed with a stack of draft capital. How do this is the Giants get the prize number one selection, which they haven't had? Since 2013, which was Tom Boyd. I'm handing this to Noves. Okay. And if he gets this right, he's got one foot in an AFL house in the job. Okay, <laughs> Noves. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Even though it's philosophical, Noves, yeah. go for it. <laughs> um, well, so what we've been doing is trying to work out what the loop is. I think what's happened, Damo, is that there's the four clubs being cut out, which makes it a little bit less complicated. So the three-club deal is something you're pretty accustomed to. To working out the the three spread. clubs: North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, and GWS. Now again, I don't even know whether Port Adelaide is involved in this part of it, but I'm assuming they are, given the Jason Horn Francis uh, machinations. Yeah, they're they're involved because they're attached to Jason, um, obviously. So trying to look at how to equate the numbers for for one player moving in this mechanism and then equating it all with picks around the place doesn't add up to sauce and myself. We can't. West Coast. What if, what if we introduce West Coast back oh, into the equation? We probably need another ad break to get that one in there. Another whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, the thing for, for us, what we've talked about, is it seems like there's got to be another player in there somewhere. And I don't probably want to assume to know who that might be because it hmm. it's, ends up being that managers get rung and all that sort of stuff. But it seems like that there's a player of note somewhere either in. In, in a machination with GWS where a pick goes out for a player that comes into yep. North that becomes part. So there might be another club that comes in the loop. What are North after? Um, forwards, you know, they're, they're sort of the – if I'm looking at the forward end, I think their rucks are okay. I mean, I don't know where Goldie is. Got maybe a year or two to go. Hopefully gets to the 300 club. Tristan Cherry, maybe another defender or so. Griffin Logue's come in. So, yeah, so I, I think it's a forward if I was – Still there, yeah. So, so looking at their forwards, I mean, they're, they're like somewhat. Well, Himmelberg's gone back. They have got Hogan, who's gone up there. So would they look at someone like a Riccardi type to maybe just fill a void for a small time? Could it be someone like a Briggs? Um, I mean, we're, we're just throwing these yeah, names possibly. up there, but um, look, you're talking about. Oh, is it a good player? Like, is it a really? Is it a top liner or someone just still? Um, relatively um, new in, in his career, someone like a Daniels could possibly be could involved. Be. Yep. They, we're only speculating here, yeah. but if you're talking to play, it might be someone like that. Particularly on the basis that the futures have been locked off. They can't, Port can't deal with that on the basis that either, you know, the AFL requires you to have a, have a future of some description in your first or, or second, third, fourth, or a limit of being able to have a first round pick in every rolling three years, I think it is. Yep. Kel Toomey just uh, adding a, a, a partial missing piece to this whole uh, equation. Uh, just reporting now on afl.com.au. Greater Western Sydney, a big part of the revised deal with their future second round pick brackets tied to Collingwood to enter the mix and satisfy AFL rules. Still needing to be approved, but that may be the missing piece. So there's another so, complication. So if I'm, if I'm thinking out loud... 
that's going back to Port, so that Port can have a second round pick. Part of the part of the discussion, I reckon, with the AFL was you have to have a, a second round pick in order to trade out your future first and future second. Yep, you have to have a future second of some capacity, which is the why Fremantle Frio. was able to transact yep. with Melbourne over use of future first and second because they've got the future that's second what, coming in through, through another mechanism already. Yep. 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 Which, which which was which was coming which has come back their way through the uh, offloading or the um, transfer of, of Logue and Tucker yes. to North Melbourne yes and, and and those picks were AFL gifted picks to North Melbourne where they had to be traded so again you can see just to the layperson here you can see how this does get complicated but Fremantle able to use future first and second because they've got a second already coming back in Correct. a future second coming back already in. And, and uh, and Cal Toomey may have identified there the the missing piece that that wasn't there on the weekend, but now may be back there so as well. So that that pick's coming from where? It's tied to Collingwood, so it's uh it's with Greater Western Sydney, a big part of the revised deal with their future second round pick brackets tied to Collingwood to enter the mix. It's tied to so, Collingwood. It's probably going to Port. Yep. So that Port can then go first, second out. Yep. So so but what? Bring a, a second so in, what are Port going to give up for that future second? Probably not much. They're probably just asking for a favour, I'd imagine, yep. of some description. I'm not. I'm not sure. But but a part of all of it is is GWS wanting desperately the uh, the number one pick, the first live pick in the 2022 national draft as part of all of this. Maybe they do one of those non equitable valued ones of a third round pick for a future second or something. All right, it's uh, it, it's still confusing, but it is starting to take shape at the same time. If you get my drift, uh, we'll leave it. We'll park that side of it for the moment, but it is on the go. The uh, the semi mega deal that is uh, that is still on the go. Now let's take a break. On the other side of it, we'll touch base with Justin Reed of the Adelaide Crows after a a big day by his club. That to come on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. News update for this hour. Isaac Rankin has officially joined the Adelaide Crows. It's in exchange for pick five going back to the Gold Coast Suns. There's a heap of other picks attached to the transactioning from both clubs, but that's the upshot of it. Isaac Rankin, highly lucrative player in the 2022 trade period, becoming a Crow. And to join us, to take us behind the scenes on that particular trade and whatever else the Crows are are going to be doing between now and close of play on Wednesday night is Justin Reid, the List manager of the Adelaide Crows. Justin, thank you for your time as always. And it must be some form of uh, relief and satisfaction to, to get the deal done this so far out from uh, the official deadline. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Damien, no, sauce. Yeah, no, great news uh, for the footy club and always nice to get it done early and, and not sitting there on Wednesday at that 7.30 deadline. <laughs> yeah, you've been there before and I think everyone in this in, on this side of the table, Nobes and, and Soss have been there as well. But when now that it's played out and now that it's official, he's going to be a, a crow. When when was it you got pretty confident that he was at least going to nominate you when the time came? Oh, look, I, mean, I think, uh, as you said, you always have ongoing conversations and, and, and Hamish and the team and myself have watched Isaac for a long time leading into the, the draft four years ago and, and we knew 
being a Crow supporter as a kid. Um, you know, he was jumping off his couch at the age of four in a Crow's Guernsey with his dad. So um, this year, we obviously kept in contact with his management. Um, but I think a bit of a light bulb moment when he played on Adelaide Oval, v Port Adelaide, and he had his family in the change rooms. I think that really opened up the door for us. So uh, once, uh, I guess, I'm not sure what round what that was, but once that round happened, uh, things moved pretty quickly after that. Ready the deal. Um, obviously, you're bringing in Rankin, um, 46, and future fourth from Frey. Out goes pick five, future third from... Where's that from? Your future third. Oh, that's future third from you. Yeah, yeah, and future four. So really, they. Yeah, so really, it's pick five. So you'd be pretty happy with that, particularly the talent that Rankin's got. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, look, we we, we sat down in good faith and had numerous conversations and and tried to understand, I guess, what Gold Coast were trying to achieve. And obviously, they've got some high end academy talent next year. So I guess that's where the rest of that, that future stock laid. And. Obviously, we're looking for some points this year as well, going into the draft with a father-son, potentially. So, uh, look, the outcome was great, yeah, for the footy club, obviously. And he said it, uh, it was nice to get there early. What's the deal, uh, Justin, with with Isaac Rankin? Is it, is it three years you've signed him up for? Yeah, yeah, three years. Okay, so so can I just ask you to explain why three, why not longer? Oh, look, I mean, firstly, obviously, don't believe everything you read, Damo. And secondly, uh Isaac's the type of personality to back himself in. Obviously, uh, he's nearly a 50-game player, and I guess him and his management see some upside. Um, now, he's, I guess he's laid those foundations. So, um, you know, and we're happy to, to work through that with Isaac and see him, you know, as said, a long-term player at the footy club, and, um, yeah, looking forward to bringing him into the group. And when you say, don't believe everything I read, I actually haven't read anything apart from knowing it was three years. So what are you alluding to there? <laughs> oh, look, there's a lot of noise that leads into this period, which... Um, I guess our focus is obviously bringing Isaac into the football club and there's a lot of things speculated, but, you know, our focus was Isaac and I guess what we're doing as a football club. Rudy, where, where do you see your list at? What, what, what do you hope they achieve next year? Yeah, Soss, it, it's interesting. I mean, we, we made a real conscious decision halfway through 2019 as a club and, and a board on the back of, I guess, the 2017 grand final and a few years post that where there was some noise and where we sat as a list. So... You know, we're very aggressive in a rebuild. So as you guys know, that, that rebuild doesn't start in year one. It takes time. So as a list demographic, we're probably at our low point this year and to a certain extent next year in regards to our age and games played. So not everything's linear, but to go from three wins to seven to eight, and I think the consistency uh, is probably where we got to this year. So I think bringing Isaac into the group, but more having that cohesion as a young group, you know, the focus for us was let's contract this young group. We've gone to four drafts pretty significantly. Uh, let's contract into that. Let's expose it, play games together. And, and then from there, see where that gap analysis is. But obviously with Geordie Dawson last year and, and then again Isaac this year, you know, we can see we want to add some speed and power. And, you know, with Joshua Shelley, we can see Isaac and Josh going through the midfield this year and going forward as well. Reedy Snobes, well done, mate. Good to, to get those ones away. I was just going to ask the same question that the... the not the remodelling of your midfield. He's obviously an integral part of you seeing him be able to use his ball-winning ability and his speed and his ex- execution, particularly with his inside 50s. Absolutely, Nobs. I think um, we've seen Isaac actually play half-back as a, as a young kid, but we've seen him spit through the midfield. And I think last year, or this year, sorry, we had we Joshua Shelley against Collingwood going into the midfield late, and we know what they can do. So... We certainly looked to, I guess, have that balance of inside-outside, but then some flexibility. You know, we've seen uh, Berry, uh, Schomburg, 
uh, those guys at times spend some time forward as well. So um, even keys. So look, to have that flexibility, uh, we still need to add obviously a bit of depth through there, but we still have an exposed Taylor, um, Pedler, and those like. So as again, we need to we need to be a little bit patient and continually expose the list. The introduction with Burjo coming in, mate. That you obviously feel that's going to help in that development of those guys coming forward, in particularly in that age bracket. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Dawson was 24 last year and Isaac 22, but certainly uh, 23 and unders uh, with Burjo coming in. I mean, his record speaks for itself, but mm. I think even Burjo was surprised. We've actually got a really, really hard-working group. Um, so even Geordie Dawson said when he came in, um, I guess in one sense we're unlucky with COVID where, you know, we had the training groups of nine and Nixie was trying to pull a game plan together, but at the same time, I mean, our young group spent a lot more time together in the off-season and, and they went to work. So, um you know, the work rate's there. It's now a bit of cohesion and, you know, a bit of balance with game plan and ball in hand. And they said, well, we'll make some progression. But again, it's a win-loss industry and it'd be nice to get some wins on the board early. But if we can, you know, we're quite strategic, I guess, in, I guess, how we're building. We, we're, everyone's in a rush and we'd love to get back to play finals football. But as you know, it doesn't all happen in one year. So we're just, we're slowly building. Rudy, is that it for you guys? Is that the, that's over for the trade period? Are you looking to bring anyone else in or moving anyone on? Yeah, look, well, obviously we're still working through uh, with Billy Phantom with Collingwood. Okay. Um, but, yeah, bringing Isaac in and we hold pick 23 and 46. So it was always a priority to bring Isaac into the club and, and, then, and then work towards the draft with Hamish and the team. So, again, you know, for two years to bring in some high-end talent like Geordie Dawson and, and Isaac, but then also some high-end talent through the draft, it just gives us a good balance. What can you tell us with regards to Jason Horn, Francis, Justin? Was there any glimmer of possibility at, at any stage? Oh, Damo, we certainly got in in front of uh, Jason and his family, but given the uh, the family ties and links with Fabian and Port Adelaide, we knew we were probably behind the eight ball, probably leading into the draft last year. And, and then again, when we got in front of him and his parents and management, but um, yeah, obviously Isaac was a key focus for us. So that's certainly the path we've, we've gone down. Yep. Every uh, third, if not third, fourth caller from Adelaide on Trade Radio seems to ask about uh, Matt Crouch. I know you get asked a lot, but but as we sit here with two days to go of the trade period, is there an update there? Yeah, I think we've been pretty consistent, I guess, leading into the trade period. I understand the interest with Matt being out of the team a bit during the year, but um, yeah, pretty pretty certain Matt's contracted and you know we're looking for a big off-season. We'll be at the club next year. Okay. Just a couple other names. Uh, James Rowe, Fisher Mackesy, Lockie Scholl. Uh, look, again, uh, Scholly um, and Fish are both contracted, so I know both of them are looking for big off-seasons. And we've got a few out of contract, James Rowe being one of them. So like most clubs, you have you know, half a dozen guys that have to sit through trade period and list lodgements due at the end of October. So we'll work through that in the coming weeks. But... Um, we're tight for list spots, but we're obviously working through things over the next 48 hours and the weeks to come. Uh, Reedy, there was, I believe there was some certainty with the cap last week. Does, does that obviously help you with your planning going forward with that young list coming forward and gives you now a little bit of room to sort of, I guess, keep those guys sort of together for a long period of time? Yeah, no, the, the cap was, I'm not sure if it's been documented, the cap, there's a slight increase, but I don't think there's, say, an official arrangement between uh, the Play Association and the AFL. So it's roughly about 5%, um, which, you know, roughly 7 to 750 across both your TPP and ASA. So certainly that will help each club. But as you know, 
uh, each club has uh, different clauses within contracts regarding the CBA. So I wouldn't be surprised if that helps certain clubs, but it'll be eaten up pretty quickly as well. So mm. nice, I guess, have a figure in regards to some planning with uh, budgeting and TPP, which is more for our estimates. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a fair bit more still to be played out with the AFL and, and the Players Association. Justin, just before we let you go, have you got an observation on the, the Geelong Footy Club winning this year's premiership, being able to bring in three players who were first-round draft picks in relatively recent times and also getting pick seven along with all of that? Uh, certainly jealous of uh, what they've been able to achieve, Damo. Um, we're all chasing that premiership cup, but... Um, Look, I think, obviously, what they've been able to do, and they've done it differently in regards, I guess, the, the age demographic of their list. So certainly congratulate them. And, and obviously, um, you know, from a destination point of view, there, there, there's some Geelong boys that want to get back home. So obviously a bit like ourselves with the Geordie Dawson and Isaac Rankin, if we can target some South Australians and look them to get them home and play in front of friends and family, that certainly, uh, that certainly helps. But um, certainly jealous of what they've been able to do and, and congrats to the Cats. Yep, and I'll make this the last one now. I know I said it wasn't a minute ago. Jack Graham uh, obviously toured the other clubs' uh, facilities uh, last week before that was taken off the table. Is there any thought or was there any thought about once his mind was open to that possibility that you might get involved there? Uh, look, Jack's a quality young man, but certainly um, yeah, hadn't gone into too much thought there. We, Isaac was a key focus with what we're trying to achieve and um, yeah, so I know he's contracted to Richmond, so I think that's where it will sit. Yep. Hey, Justin, thanks as always. You you've, have, from day one, always been really uh, helpful with uh, us here on Trade Radio. And uh, and as always, when you, deal, you do get your deals done, you come on and give your supporters and uh, and our listeners the uh, the clarity of the, all the behind-the-scenes machinations and uh, even your comments about uh, knowing when he uh, appeared at... Uh, at um, at uh, Adelaide Oval during the year, you got some real sort of warm feelings that it could be done, and uh, you can now you know relax and, and have a uh, a celebration tonight that it is official that Isaac Rankin will be a Crow as of next year. Thanks, boys. Justin Reed, the Crows general manager of list management and strategy, clear plan going into this period, uh, clear execution contemplating other deals and other issues around it, but uh, got what they had to get done and uh, and did it uh, with 20 or was it 48, 50 hours to spare? It's gone too early, Rudy. <laughs> you would have waited till deadline. 48 hours. Yeah. Were you asking yeah, no. him that was he going to do a late deal? No, so I just want to know what else he was going to do because usually you've got to leave him delayed. High exposure late. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, you're right. I think they're really well planned. I know there's yeah. some frustration with their, their fans, but I think they took that that step out of that 16, 17, 18 period and went, no, no, we need to replan, go again. I know, you know, that Hamish was sought after, you know, as a, a high-end recruiter. He stayed. He wants to see the job through. I think he and Reedy have formed a really strong, you know, um, partnership in through there as to what they want to do. And, yeah, yep. so they're, I, I think they're on the right track. Jordan Dawson last year, obviously, uh, Isaac Rankin, another rung up, I think, in in terms of where he could go with his football yeah. on top of that. And then, and you've been, um, and, and so you're, you're both excited about how the forward line could look too with the, you know, with, with what's coming through there. And obviously Isaac Rankin is going to be a big part of all of that. So, uh, that's the update from Justin Reed of Adelaide Crows. Time to take a break. And on the other side of it, Nobes, we're going to head uh, back down the Nobles Nouse path. And that will be the Hawthorne Footy Club for, Dissection on the other side of this on the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow, today. 
available from Chemist Warehouse. David Noble to take a, a really close look at Hawthorne Footy Club next. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Nobles Nows for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56 volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. Hawthorne Footy Club, the focus of David Noble's second review of the day. Over to you, Nobles. Thanks, Domo. Um, so the Hawks, I think, as far as the needs go, um, they've lost a couple. So Gunston going out, I think, is a big loss for them. I think, you know, he, he adds an element to them. And maybe I think some more needs for the Hawks. would be interested in some of the, the callers is maybe some more midfield to keep coming through and, and keep looking at, at where they're going. Um, it's going to be an interesting year, I think, um, you know, with, with where they're at. You know, Ben McAvoy sort of leaving... Tommy Phillips came in a couple of years ago, Jack Gunson sort of going. So I just hope for the Hawks fans they haven't gone a little bit too deep and don't have enough to sort of support that that growing sort of coming through. Um, so from a, from a team growth perspective, the ability to sort of get better, I've got them around about a five. Okay, just Mitch is now going to need to have his own game plan a little bit more entrenched. You know, you, you come in, I think – Benefit for Mitch this year is they they came off a, a long period of time with Clarko as some a really def, sound defence that was the sort of the mechanisms that I think Clarko sort of went to so Sam was able to sort of inherit and that a bit freed up free their minds up too. Yeah, yeah absolutely so um, development I've got them as a seven like you might even push them high as an eight I think I think the Hawks and North for me are two groups of of got young talent coming through that are going to grow can grow fairly quickly in that development space. Um, Stability, I've got them probably about a six. You know, Mitch has had a year in. Um, the report, you know, the the Hawthorne area, um, you know. I well, know it's got ramifications for a lot of people, yeah. but none of them seem to be at Hawthorne right now. No, not at this stage. So, um, and, and look, as we said, we hope that that sort of can get wrapped up reasonably quickly. Um Vulnerability again. I've got them as a six. You know, I think their their picks seem to be in reasonable position. Um, salary cap seems to be in a reasonable position. Um, and then I think they're for me their premiership profiles. You know, quite low, sort of four or five. They're, they're right at the cusp of that. The rebuild foundation. Uh, they might have not have stripped it out as much as North have. You know, in the previous sort of couple of years. But for me, they're still in that six o'clock, seven o'clock, right at the base of trying to work through. They, look, and this can progress quickly. We saw early on they they found a couple of little niches of form, a couple of little veins where it all came together. You could see a bit of a look of where that was going, you know, with particularly with guys like Lewis, you know, CJ off the back, um, Granger Barras, you know, Sicily who came off one to B and F. Um, so they, they've got some pieces, I think, at each end of the ground. For me, I just think there needs to be more work in the mid. Yeah, okay. that, that would be the sense. So I'm quite bullish about them. I think if they keep moving forward... I would think that the profiles of looking at the Hawks this year, they would have two two spaces in in this year, this coming year where they'll have blocks of five or six weeks that you'll go ah that's what we're seeing going forward. That's how I would sort of best describe them. Two cracks at that inside the twenty two. Yeah, weeks. I think they'd have yeah. two little patches yep. where they're really good for four or five weeks, and then you and there have, were patches last year you could yep. see it too. Yeah, and younger equally groups though they, they dropped away didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and younger groups, and so what you're trying to now bring those two patches closer together and make them longer. Make them longer. Yeah. 
Yeah, look, their, their forward line, I, I think, with uh, Mitch Lewis's elevation, yep. uh, particularly in 2022, and I know he got banged up again and, and, and missed a fair bit of it, but you could see that was really high-end stuff, wasn't it, Sauce? Yep. And there's a bit to work with there at both ends of the ground when it comes to those key... There people. is, and I totally agree with Nob. So, look, they're, they're an interesting uh, team where they're at, like list-wise. I mm. think they're going to go through a little bit of pain because they're, they're losing a couple of senior players, and um, they've, they've obviously... Um, decided to attack the draft as well. And, and yeah. that's what they were trying to do last year, move some players out to get picks in. So they know they've got to go to the draft and try and get some top-end talent and rejuvenate um, some talent through their list. So I think there could be a little bit of pain for, yeah. for the Hawks over the next couple of years, but they're on the right – I like the plan they, they're using, and I think they're going to be on the right track. But I think the Hawks supporters are just going to need to be a little bit patient over the next 48 – I mean, yeah, 24 months. Yeah. The, the other one that I I should mention there, I mean, there's talk that Mitchell's – looks like he's going to move. So – Yep. So from Tom, that – Tom Mitchell. Yeah, yep. so from that side of things, again, that midfield – I mean, Mitch – I mean, Mitch, I think, unfairly cops a fair bit of criticism at times as to how he plays, but – He's natural enemy. He's a ball hunter. He gets the ball. He's able to distribute it. Now, if they lose that, there's a lot to replace in that sense. It might free some others up, but again, that's where I look at the midfield and think, mm. well, I think that's an area that you need to target. Do, do you think Warple's similar type player in terms of a ball yeah. hunter? Yep. And can you only have like one of those types of players in your team? And, and you throw Jay, John Newcomb into that conversation yeah. as well. So I think the balance is, broadly speaking, an outsider an insider and an in-out midfielder. So that's roughly the combination that you like to sort of keep in through there. So if Warple could develop a little bit more outside, then you have that nice balance. Yep. All right, there's the uh, the second of David Noble's Noble's Now segments of the day. Gold Coast came earlier, and as always, for those who, who have missed the uh, the series you can catch up with all David Noble's assessments uh, via all the social media platforms attached to the trade period the trade radio period Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio we might take a, a break uh, on the other side of it we have uh, introduced to this studio for the late trade anyway a whiteboard which both uh, Stephen Silvani and David Noble have been feverishly attacking in the ad breaks and. All I can see is numbers. I can't even read your handwriting, but it Sorry. makes sense to you. And hopefully here on the other side of this break, it will make sense to our listeners because you have put some time in in the, in the past three ad breaks in trying to work out what it is the GWS, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, and maybe other clubs are doing behind the scenes again, the rejuvenation of this mega deal. It's back on. GWS desperately wants to get North Melbourne's pick one. Jason Horn francis is clearly tied up in conversation still with Port Adelaide, how that could look. It's all speculative. It's all written down on this whiteboard in this trade radio studio. So we'll take a look at that on the other side of this. You are listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Welcome back to The Late Trade. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. The uh, rejuvenation of the mega deal is still in play. AFL signing off and being asked all sorts of questions by a lot of footy clubs. The ones that we know are involved are 
GWS, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, there's a chance that West Coast is still involved in it as well. But uh, the ones we know of are those initial three. And it all does revolve around GWS wanting desperately to get its hands on North Melbourne's first pick in, in the draft. They've got pick three and a whole heap of other lucrative first-round picks. North Melbourne's currency in any transaction is clearly the the hope of Jason Horn francis to leave it and go to Port Adelaide. That deal is still on. How it looks, it was rejected that Port was able to give up uh, future first and second by the AFL. That is AFL rules. But if Port was to bring in a future second, David Noble, yes, would that open that possibility up? And you think it does? Yes, I do. I th- just going back to it, just jogged my memory a little bit with, um, I think Cal, Cal Toomey, Toomey t- text that out. Um, I do remember having conversations with the AFL that you can't eject your first, future first and second if you have not another second in there. Like that, yeah, that is the rule. If you bring another future second in, I think they'd get permission to then move their future first and second out. Yep. So. On that assumption, they've still got a future second yes. in, in that scenario. So yeah. I think the AFL will let you trade that out when you've got it, not before you've got it, in case the the, the deal that you're anticipating is going to yep. complete doesn't get completed. Is that your take on it too, Sauce? As far yeah. as you understand it to be, yeah. yeah. Which is why Fremantle has been able to use future first, future second as part of the Luke Jackson situation because they've already got a yeah. future second well, coming and in. The fact that they've got those. Um, those picks from North, the, yes. the, the conference. Darcy what, 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 Tucker and, yeah. uh, and Griffin Logan. And, and they were picks given by the AFL outside the system to North as compensation. The proviso on that was they had to trade them. They've traded them to Fremantle. Fortuitously, the trading of those picks could now benefit North Melbourne yep. in, in this weird way that, that, that the future second goes back potentially somehow um, and allow, allowing, well, sorry, allowed allowed the Dockers to anyway um, do that deal with with Melbourne. So so North Melbourne is is hoping Port Adelaide now gets a transferred second round pick back as as part of this transactioning today. Yep. Yeah. So so in, in essence, if that helps unlock that, that will bring all of those three pieces with what we're sort of seeing here. North will end up with a bunch of picks, um, and I think roughly from what Sauce and I are having a look at, it seems to be okay for everybody in, in that space. There's a lot of stuff that's sort of going around, but yeah, basically North will end up with one, two, three, four, five, could be as many as seven picks. Now just getting told too, again, this is all still to play out, but but pick one will end up with the, the Giants. Uh, again, we're yet to receive and hear this officially, but um, I'm being told by people uh, close to this situation that it has been evolving all day, that uh, the Giants, and as we have been discussing as far back as, as early last week and, and even prior to that, that the Giants were... We're really keen to engage with North Melbourne over pick number one, and that today has has moved really hard in that direction and now being told that that is exactly how that will play out. What's attached to all of that? Uh, David Noble and, and Stephen Silvani have done their best to try and paint it in a in, in as layman perspective as, as possible. But, uh, guys, ha- have a crack at it. Again, just keep it in layman terms if you can I'll, as, I'll as let, this is unfolding. I'll let no- Nobes um, go through it, but really just for our listeners – when we, we when we look at this from each club, it's what is coming into your football club. So what, what is being brought in, but what is going out? And mm. you look at that from a ledger point of view, and you just try and balance it up and say, "Yep, we're happy with that." So, Nobs, if you want to go from there, and just before you do, it is it is significant because uh, we often talk about the transferring of the overall pick number one in the draft. Now we know this year it, it comes on the asterisk of of Will Ashcroft being 
the person who will be taken ultimately number one. Yeah. Um, and he will go to Brisbane Lions as a father-son. But the first live pick, as we speak, is North Melbourne's. But again, as we've been told uh, for a couple of days now, and, and, and today particularly, even um, even in the last 20 minutes, that this now will happen, that the Giants, uh, according to people working behind the scenes, uh, are going to end up with pick one. So I think in essence, what, what we've just, the, the easiest thing is that, I think to go through the ins, forget about the outs because they become a bit confusing, but pick one ends up with GWS with maybe a future second and pick 43, roughly. It looks like that that's what they'll end up with. It, we're, we're trying to ascertain what the value of sort of pick one, that one of the assumptions we've tried to work out, what would we accept as a pick one trade? So um, Port in essence end up with Jason Horn Francis, the guy they want, and possibly a future second pick that we think might come back through this trade from North probably or possibly. So yep. they end up just to balance the, the ledger and then North could end up with as many as five first round picks. Really? One, Out of losing Jason Horn Francis and pick one? Yeah. Yeah. Well. So one in the future for this year, maybe a couple of seconds being yep. this year and a future. And, and do you like that strategy given the Horn Francis exit has, has forced its hand in that regard? Do, do you like that both of you, I think there's a the positive and, and negatives to it. Yeah, um, the fact that okay, there's a fresh start now, new crew that's come in, you, you have a little bit of time to able able to, um, I guess, put your own stamp on the list. So when we look at North Melbourne, you look at what are two number one picks worth if we're looking at yes. picks. We're not looking at plays here. Yeah, they're two number one picks. So. Really, you need to go back to your members and uh, look at what your members would see. Not not that the members dictate everything, no, but you've no. got to be seen. Well, this is a deal that we couldn't give up. Yeah. So you know, if you walked away with five to six first round picks for those two, though, for, for two number one picks and where they're placed, I reckon that's not a bad sell. That you could go to you know your supporters and your coteries and and even back to your coach. To be perfectly honest, because. He's the one that um, he's his head's on the chopping block here. So yeah. if he yeah. knows that he's got five to six first round picks from these two number one picks, I think he'd sit comfortable knowing that well, there's a good chance we can get some really good young talent through the door. Yeah. So you potentially depending on if we're just assuming that one of these might be Port's future first. So depending on where Port finish, I know Sosh, you you feel they can sort of finish in the finals. Let's say they're around the mark. You end up with three inside ten. And a couple just outside the ten, so there's your yep. five um, picks for your first two yep. first picks in the national, and then a range of a few other things in the second round. That, as you say, it, it looks like it equates enough value. So um, uh, uh, it's it's a pretty close. This one's a little bit easier to try to get our heads around as far as value, Damo, because there's only one player involved in it, isn't there? Yep. The rest of it's a bit of pick swap to get some equality and some of the work that GWS will be doing with North um, would be helping port out. Yep. So there's some, some work there. Look, we can get GWS involved in this. That'll help you get a bit of value back from some of the piece that you get on the on the pick one move. And, and as we knew uh, going into the weekend that, that West Coast was part of it, obviously with uh, access to, to pick Two in the draft as as a starting point, but also uh, with its player Willie Rioli wanting to get to Port Adelaide, and just in in the last few moments, uh, Ryan Daniels, um, outstanding journalist over there in the in the West, reporting that uh, Junior Rioli trade to Port Adelaide imminent, part of a multi team trade to get Horn Francis to Port Adelaide. West Coast Eagles have agreed to receive picks eight twelve this year. 
also Port's future second and third round picks. West Coast would give up Rioli and pick two could, could go through today. So, Again, the West Coast element to all of that is is back in uh, back in play, and again, it does underline what you were just outlining there was yeah. as to how it looks from a, from a, a North perspective and a Jason Horn well, Francis and a GWS perspective. Well, the fact that West Coast are back in play, it almost goes back to that Super Deal at the start, and they've they've obviously <laughs> gone away and just done worked, it in isolation. Yeah, done, done it in isolation, mm. which is what we said had happened. Yeah. Despite the AFL yeah. saying no via the uh, the mechanism <laughs> so that was presented to them on the weekend, but um, there's there's always ways around, and and I won't say you knows, but particularly Sauce would always find a little part of any deal that could be broken and pulled apart and challenged and and basically oh. rorted, and and then clearly oh. someone involved in these footy clubs has found that little loophole today. Well, I'd say it wasn't me. There's you, someone still left. You've been in on the, the phone a few bit today. Still I left in the it... industry. See, see, nobs. <laughs> Someone's in there, left in the industry in, still in, working it out. Are you doing any work for West Coast? I just I can't believe a lot. You, uh, you've put it into someone's head. This is uh, the way to do it. I well, can't believe it. charge. <laughs> <laughs> it just well, means right. we've got to read you again numbers. But the essence of what we yeah. think is likely to occur is is starting. Is in play. It, yep. And as we said, if you can't get it all collectively, you pull it apart and put it back together. Yeah. I tell you, I've got good mail, but. Matt Rendell worked all this out. Like he, <laughs> he fixed up the uh, Geelong yeah. uh, slowness, yeah. and I reckon he's done this. He had, he had a crack at the one bloke who didn't didn't deserve a crack on the on the Thursday, wasn't it? To Andrew Mackey, <laughs> okay. and then uh, and then took credit for it once a few deals went down. So I don't know what he's going to offer it today, but we're yeah. about to find out because uh, it is that time of day where uh, David Noble passes the late trade baton over to Matty Rendell. Dave, thanks as thanks, always Dave. for your uh, two Fantastic hours on guys. the late trade. And we'll be uh, hearing from you again tomorrow and again on uh, Wednesday as as we lead up to the close of play on the 2022 Continental Ties AFL Trade Radio. Uh, the wisdom of Matt Rendell about to join the late trade on the other side of this. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. The Brutal Truth for Plantation Homes. Save up to 75% on energy bills with a solar-powered, all-electric plantation home. And we use the brutal truth to introduce, uh, for the first time each day on the late trade, Maddie Rendell. A uh, bit going on, Maddie. It's moving day on the 2022 trade radio period. Uh, officially, Rankin finds his way to the Crows and Jackson finds his way to the, the Dockers. We've known about it. Now that it's done, give yeah, us your I, thoughts. I, I haven't got um, the exact details of it in front of me, but off the top of my head, I, I, I can think that uh, Adelaide got a pretty good deal, didn't they? It's pig five, really. Yeah. Overall, it squared itself out. What, what is this with swapping fourth round picks? It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why would you? Well, sometimes. Future fourth for a future fourth. Give me a spell. Well, why, might be a future third and a future fourth. Why are we doing that, Toss? Why are we swapping well, future fourths? You're asking him. He always well, was the one who wanted to get a little bit more out of it. You've got an academy kid coming through. It's. Um, to do with points, maybe you're thinking a couple of extra points. In this year's draft, you think we've got a smoky here. I just need a pick there, thereabouts, knowing that uh, they were we'll two get... future falls. So it's next year. Well, no, there was another. I think it was, was, well, was forty six, wasn't it? I think yeah. which, no, which no, would no, be in the that third. Was the, that was, yeah. yeah, that was for this. You used uh, to like to the, put on... You used to like the Smokies. <laughs> no, I love the Smokies. Yeah, well, yeah. what are you talking about? Of course, no, yeah. But I can't understand why you'd swap 
a future fourth for a future well, fourth. Well, you, you're playing a futures game, really. <laughs> you're playing a futures game. Oh, really? Anyway, yeah. but back anyway, to the headline, so, uh, ranking so they, officially they, yeah, done. Yeah. So they virtually gave up a, a pick five for ranking. That's, that's a great deal yeah. uh, by, for the Crows. But, but And at the same time, it's okay for Gold Coast Suns because they need to bank future picks for their academy kids yeah. for next year. And I don't know if, if you explained to the punters out there that their academy kids over the last two years just got put at the end of the draft. They just so they didn't have to. There was no bidding on them. But next year, uh, sorry, this year, this year bidding. Yeah, this year the bidding is back. Um, but I don't think they've got any this year. There's hardly any academy kids. But so it's for next year uh, when they when they will bid on their academy players and they and they're talking top fifteen, two of them. So <clears throat> they are banking. So they'll have, have to bid as per normal. Yes. So they, they, Gold Coast are trying to bank a heap of points for next year. That's the reason they're doing it. And it's probably the reason they took uh, unders for Rankin. They would have loved that future second of Adelaide's. Uh, but Adelaide weren't giving that up. It would have been hard, though, to play a hard bargain game on on that when they're actually offloading pick seven with Jack Bose. Oh, well, I mean, think of the optics on that, Matty. Well, well, and it's all about optics. Well, that's, so... so if you want to quickly talk about that, forget about the whole deal with West Coast, GWS, North, Port, around Horn Francis, basically. Um, so they knocked back the original original deal of that. This is what amazes me. They knocked back the original deal, but you can have bows and pick seven, and you and you don't have you can give them a future third back, and they're telling me that's fair. Well, they <laughs> they only they only I'll defend the AFL here. Is that they've allowed the salary cap dump to happen? Yes. So yeah, I know and, that. And, and yeah. the, the thing about it coming into this trade period, everyone knew that that rule. Yes. Right. Yep. So you can't change the rules in the middle of a, a trade well, period situation. Should, yep. So should there be any rules? So well, of I, course there should be. No, no. I, well, I, <laughs> I will say every deal goes to the AFL. Every deal goes yep. to the AFL for scrutiny. As, as you wade through that, yeah. um, as we've been talking all afternoon, this this mega deal was effectively back on. Cal Toomey, who does not get things wrong, as we know in this room, afl.com.au, just reporting the mega deal has been approved. So we'll get details of that as the afternoon yeah. unfolds. We've certainly been thrashing out how it could look and, and what it means, GWS, yeah. to pick up North Melbourne's pick one. Uh, the mega deal was also, as we know, involved Jason Horn francis going to Port Adelaide. Junior Rioli. Um, Junior Rioli, part of that with West Coast. And... The whole way the draft was going to look by way of order number one, two, and three included is now going to look a whole lot different. So we've been thrashing it out as the afternoon's unfolded. The finer details are waiting their way through the AFL system. And then back to your conversation, which was, should the AFL still have the rights to sign off on everything? Well, no, they should. uh, Well, the first thing is the AFL don't trust the clubs. They don't trust the clubs. They they, they think there's a complete lack of trust. Mind you, the clubs might not trust the AFL too. Might be double-edged sword. But, um, so every every um, deal goes to the AFL to, for approval. So if every deal is going to the AFL for approval, and this one originally looked fair for West Coast, fair for Port, fair for GWS, fair for North, and all the four clubs agreed with what was happening, why would you knock it back? Why would you knock it back if all the four clubs agree and and it looked to the the optics of it looked like well that's a fair deal for all four clubs you know there's m- maybe minor someone misses out but it looks it looks a great deal 
for all the four clubs, and it looks to me like all four clubs are enhancing their lists. So why would it get knocked back in the first place? Well, on, on, the techni- on the technicality of the of the, yeah, the technicality need- of the rules. Correct. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Why have we got these rules? Mm. Because they have to get approved anyway. I think I think rules need to be in place. And sh- y- your argument's a-, a valid one in relation to everyone agreed to it. Everyone was happy to it. But the fact is that if it didn't fall within the rules. I mean, you can't be changing rules oh, no, halfway through. No, no, like we, we need everyone to have an even playing field from the start of the trade period or at least leading I into know. the trade period so you can actually, okay, this is what we're dealing with. Yep. So other clubs can use that as well. So, so you can't just allow it to sit there and go, oh, yeah, everything looked fine, but hang on, there's a technicality here that they haven't got their future second. Yes, mm. exactly. Well, wouldn't that be nice to know six months earlier knowing, well, if that's the case... At least we can plan, if you're another club, that we can trade our future second. I, know you, scenario. You I know you can't change You've got it. to have the rules in I place. I reckon it'll get changed for next year. Yeah, I think it will because too. I, because this deal has, has made it, um, has kiboshed the rules. So if you're enhancing your list and you're yeah. swapping out your first and second round next year and you haven't got a first round this year, so you can't do it. If you are enhancing your list, mm. you're not selling off players. Yeah. You're not trying to. There's no bottom, salary You're not trying attached. to bot out, and, and bottom the, out. Yeah, you're not trying to bottom out. Yep. Why wouldn't? Why I, have we got these rules I, I, in place? I looked at this. Matty, you know what? You, you've I, said why. Yeah. Oh, well, you, I looked, you lack of trust. I looked at the deal, and when you look at what Port was giving up, but what was coming in was a first round pick from the number one pick from the previous year. Yeah. When you look at just look at it that and and it doesn't and, and really semi established, semi established so, yeah, as, exactly. as a player and an immediate yeah. of impact. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but the, but if they have to approve every deal, um, there shouldn't be a lack of trust because the AFL have to approve it. Well, I'll tell you why there's a lack of trust, and, and that that came in the form only three or four weeks ago when when the AFL again had a club come to it with a with a handout. Please give us something, North Melbourne. Now for yes. different reasons. But this is what happens when when clubs bottom out and it doesn't work and it doesn't look good. They then go to the AFL, please help us. And Gold Coast has done it. Other clubs have done it. Well, Mel- think, Melbourne's done it. I think everyone's done it. Richmond basically had compensation picks. I think Rance what it was a compensation pick. Carlton's had it. I think I mean, North's probably probably the first time in a while. I can't remember North having compensation picks or a handout. I, I think it was 20. the first time. Yeah. So if you have a look at mate, Collingwood have had it. Collingwood had it. So in fact, I set mean, up a if, premiership over. If you look at all the teams, other than maybe Geelong, um, they've pretty much um, you know have, yeah. have had these compensation. I shouldn't say we've got to get away from it. Yeah. We have to get away from it. But but that that is the the rationale behind all of what we're we're talking about when it comes to the AFL not trusting. And I'm as I'm as skeptical and cynical as the best of them when it comes to. What you were saying, Matty, about why does the AFL need to, to to not allow clubs to trade off for first, future first and second? And I think the clarity you guys have given it from day one in this conversation that this club, Port Adelaide, is enhancing its movements yeah. significantly with with youth. Ooh. Now, Junior Rioli's twenty eight, but but again, it's still a it's a decision that's going to make them better next year Ooh. and for and for a couple of years beyond that, yeah, if it all goes years, to plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think the fact that you look at what Port have done over over the last four or five years, and Nobes had mentioned it early on about how many first-round picks they've actually brought in the club over mm. the last four to five years. I think it's the second most mm. um, to GWS. So that should help hold some weight, and that's why I think the rules will be looked at 
knowing that, okay, if you're bringing two first-round picks over, over uh, two years ago, <laughs> three years ago, and you've had um, you know a number of like five first-round picks Ooh. over three years and then you, you, you know, the next two years, I reckon they'll look at the total amount over a longer period of time rather than the shorter period as it is uh, evaluated at the moment. So, so you would urge that to be the immediate review out of the 2022 I, period? I, I, I would. I, I'd look at looking back how many first-round picks they've actually brought into a club over a greater period of time. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, that, that will be a take-out of it. And what we might try and do before we um, end our time this year on the trade radio period is to get both of your views, and we'll get David Nobles as well on the late trade and others on the entire trade radio uh, programming to, to give their suggestions for for the AFL to, yep. to ponder before next year starts. Because, yep. I mean, we've, we've developed as an industry, but there is still this uh, reticence, isn't there, to, to let the clubs take full control of yep. Of both yep. their immediate and, and, and short-term futures when it comes to, to the yep. transactioning that's uh, at play at the moment. And the Jackson deal, um, look, it's probably not quite what Melbourne wanted. I'm not sure why they had to give the – is it 46 back? Yeah, there, there was – again, we don't – on this show, we don't try to get too bogged. But there was, there was an exchange back yeah. of, of later yeah. end picks, yeah. Uh, so, to, yep. look – 13 and put it down as another 13 and uh, it's probably not quite where, where they are but yep. in the scheme of things they're going to get Grundy really cheap so they're probably thinking we're way in the black here. Okay so we've been talking about it for for, for a couple of weeks already. Uh, it's now going down as we speak and, and this, this mega deal which we are dubbing this one and it's got every reason to be called that. Uh, looks like this in part. I'm just going to take out the headlines of it um, just because when you start um, rattling off numbers, people people lose it, and, and we lose it as as the broadcasters. So, ultimately, North Melbourne, as part of this mega deal, and, and, we've, and we've known some of this, they're going to lose or trade out Jason Horn Francis. They're also going to trade out pick number one. I'll stop that one there because there's a bit more attached there, but they're the main headlines. But they're going to get already picks two and three, and also a future first round pick. So that, that's the North Melbourne part of this. Who's future first, is it? Port Adelaide's. Yep. Port Adelaide. And again, I'm just taking out the headlines of this. It's, it is much more detailed and much more, uh, much more uh, uh, involved than what I'm rattling out here. Port Adelaide's part of this. Trades out. Pick eight is the main pick there. The 2023 first round pick and a 2023 second round pick and a 2023 third round pick. So the first three, three. picks in next year's draft and pick eight. They're traded out from Port Adelaide. They get Jason Horn francis They get Junior Rioli. They get a 2023 second round pick tied to Collingwood and a 2023 future third round pick tied to Fremantle. West Coast introduced to this Ooh. equation this way. Trading out Junior Rioli and pick two. There's another pick there attached, but ultimately the headline out of that is Junior Rioli out, pick two out. In pick eight, 12, 2023 second round pick, which is Port Adelaide's, and a 2023 third round pick, which is Port Adelaide's. And Greater Western Sydney, and this is arguably the big player in the all of this, trading out, picks three, 12, and the 2023 second round pick, which was Collingwood's, and trades in pick one. And there's a couple of other picks that come with that, but pick one is the big one there. So 
Just wait, working backwards, and, and again, we've mooted a lot of this this afternoon. We've mooted a fair bit of this last week, but but just the uptake of all of that, and I'll get you guys to absorb it when you can see it in your own um, in your own uh, form in the ad break. Uh, Greater Western Sydney gets pick one off North Melbourne. It obviously gives up pick three as part of that. Jason Horn Francis does find his way to Port Adelaide. Really, Rioli finds his way to Port Adelaide. There's a lot to take out of all of this. North Melbourne obviously gives up pick one, but it immediately gets back picks two and three and a future first-round pick from Port Adelaide. There's a lot to dissect out of all of that. I'll get you, Matty Rendell, and you, Stephen Silvani, to to just take take us through what it is that jumps off the page to you when you see that. We'll do that on the other side of this break for Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. For some people's heads may be hurting on the back of all these numbers being thrown around through this mega deal. North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, West Coast, Greater Western Sydney. This is the Beaumont's news update for this particular hour. Matthew Rendell, Stephen Silvani have now had uh, an ad break to absorb it and see it with their own eyes, how it looks on paper. Guys, take us through it. I mean, you've speculated on it, and, and everything you've been saying hasn't uh, hasn't looked too different to how it's now presented. But now that it's official, been signed off, that all these clubs are involved, Jason Horn Francis, Junior Rioli, the swapping of pick one of North Melbourne to GWS for pick three in return, and everything else that's attached to it, uh, what do you make of it? I think it's a pretty fair deal. I, th- I, I look at it and I go, well, you know, the Giants have given up three and 12 and a future second, which is Collingwood's, really for pick one. There's, there's picks in the 50, 50 there, a couple mm. there, but I reckon they've done pretty well, pretty well. Um, North giving up Horn Francis. and Hang pick, on, can I just jump in yeah. there? So, okay, GW has now got pick one, Maddie, and we've known mm. they've wanted that for some time. Give me your yeah, take, that, please. Give our listeners your take okay. on, on why they were so desperate to get pick one. Okay, so that, they've put themselves into the picture of this trade. For one reason. Yep, and that reason is the who? Re- re- the reason is they w- they were desperate to get pick one. Uh, my belief is they're going to take Cadman okay. at pick one. Now, and, and what also, sort of a player is he? He's a key forward, yep. uh, left foot key forward who they're comparing him to Cameron. Right. Funny enough, from the – no, not quite from the – no, uh, Cameron was from Dartmoor. Who was Dartmoor. his – Did he play Murray Bush Rangers? No. Uh, Murray, uh, I didn't. I wasn't there when yeah, he. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's from. But a key forward, left footer, key yes, forward. Yes. Right. Very athletic. Jeremy Cameron, one ninety five. Okay. And and, <coughs> and, and so, full forward, centre forward. So, um, was that? A, did you miss that <coughs> button again? No, I've got. Paddy Danger thought, button. even though he's really busy now, <laughs> he would have heard that again. <coughs> That's my fingers on the button. You might be hitting a button, Matty, but it's not your cough button. <laughs> It is a cough button. It's yeah, not C-O-U-G-A. your cough button. Yeah, it's not attached to your mic. Oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Cadman. Shambles in here. <laughs> um, so they've injected themselves into this trade for that one particular reason because their pick 12, because they had all these picks, has opened up the chance for West Coast to do that deal. So that went to West Coast to make the deal from them going to two to eight, make it more palatable for West Coast. So that's why that works. So without West Greater Western, uh, 
yeah, Greater Western Sydney, this wouldn't have happened. happened okay, yeah. Unless yep. unless something from Port went to West Coast and there was talk about Georgiades, but it ended up being pick 12. They tried to get players, but it ended up being the pick 12 and that made the deal. And, and they held firm on that. We, we were yep. all talking, myself included, thought we we thought there was going to have to have to be a player involved to, to, for this to happen and mm. Port said, no, let's do it with numbers. Sauce, take me through, please, specifically, and whatever else you want to uh, touch on after you uh, address this part of it, please. Jason Horn Francis leaving North Melbourne to go to Port. Just, just wade through the specifics around that, please, if you can. And, and, and I know no one wins this part of it because of who he is, and, and he was number one last year. But, but how's it look for both clubs now that it has been transacted? Look, I think um, they've both done really well here. I think it's a fair, a fair trade. I mean, North have obviously well, well just on North's perspective, they've lost the number one pick that they had access to last year. Yep. So that, that's a big loss. They've also given up the number one pick in this year's draft. Yeah. Now, now, just that alone is, is mind-boggling, but obviously there's a lot coming yeah. back. But, but, but when you look at that number one pick, they've got picks two and three. Yep. So they're not far off what they've lost, but they've also got a future first in, which is Port Adelaide's future first. So, so you like all of that? Well, I think it's... Knowing think, that Jason Horn francis is, is out. Yeah, well, I think they've, they've basically said, this kid's not invested with us. They would know him better than any of us. Like, I can sit here and go, if I was in charge, without knowing him, I'd be going, no, I'm going to make him. Unless I get an unbelievable deal, I'm going to make him stay for one one more year. Yep. With, obviously, discussion with the rest of the list management and coach. But they would know his, he the way he thinks and and what his reaction would be had they been forced to hold him. So they've obviously made a decision and said, listen, we're, be- we're best off to move, move on. Yep. He's not invested in the club and let's go back to the draft and see what deal we can get. And I think the deal they've got is a fair, it's a fair deal. And, and like, just, just for people listening, and it is hard, I, I understand that, to talk about numbers. But so what's happened is they've given up and, and lost Jason Horn Francis and their own pick one. And there's a bit more to this, but this, these are the headlines. Jason Horn Francis and pick one. But they've got in West Coast's pick, pick two. two. And GWS's pick three. Yeah, so they're right at the and, point. And a future Port Adelaide first round selection. Correct. So yep. w- w- when you look at the draft, if you look at last year's draft and where that top end sits, you- you're still in the sweet spot of Ashley getting some really good talent through the door. And, and I think that's lived over the last 10, 15 years. So, you know, they've just got to pick well. If they pick well, they're going to get a really, really good player. Yep. So and don't underestimate forty and forty three here, which they can do some stuff with. I don't know what uh, uh, they haven't got much else besides that. So they're the, that's their next highest pick, as I see it, is forty and and forty three. I've got them on here's lifted as one fifty nine yep. seventy. That's so, what I've got too. Yeah. So that gives them a chance to do something in the draft as well. Maybe get up a little bit higher and get another pick there. So they're going to get, obviously, yep. two gems. They'll get three really good players okay. and they've got that future next year. Let's move on to the Port Adelaide yeah. aspect of this now. So, again, let's just t- look at the headlines out of it. Horn Francis and Junior Rioli come in along with a future second and third round. Um, again, the details you can find online as to what they're attached to. So in Horn Francis, Junior Rioli and future second and third round picks. Attached to Collingwood and Frio. Yep. 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 In that order. Second yep. round Collingwood, third round Frio. And and out goes pick eight, 
Ports Future First. Future First second. and Future Second and, and Future Third. Correct. So Future First, Second and Third go out and, and pick eight this year. And 53 and 57. So, so um, this is pretty good. So cancel out your future second, future third. They've given up pick eight and um, their first round pick next year, plus your 43-53-57 for Junior Rioli and Horn Francis. So, so and I'm saying, tick there? Yeah, yeah. big tick. Yep. That's a tick. So yep. the, way, the way I'd look at you're, it. You're talking a generational player here in – and a player and another player they badly need in their forward line because they yeah. can't trust Fantasia to get up and play next year and they need a small forward. They, lo- they, they went from four small forwards to none. Yep. yep. So, Damo, the way I look at this is that I, you cancel the futures out because their future second and third yep. have gone out. Just They've got first, yep. uh, future second and third back Didn't I in. Just say that? So, but this, one, <laughs> I, this is the way I look at it, Matt, Matthew. Okay. I look at it that the whole Francis deal is pick eight. And Port's future th- uh, first, and the pick forty-three, which is a third-round pick. Okay, let's okay. say let's look at that at Horn Francis, and they've probably done Rioli for the two fourth-round picks, which is fifty-three okay. and fifty-seven. Okay, yeah, that's a good way to break it up. Let's just touch on the last aspect of this mega deal, which it is uh, West Coast. So out Junior Rioli, which they knew was happening, but here's the big one: pick two goes out as well. So Junior Rioli, pick two and pick 40. In, pick eight and 12. And then you've got second and third round futures coming in. They're, but they're both tied to Port Adelaide. So yep. second round and third round in the 2023 period coming in for, for loss of pick two and Junior Rioli. Yeah, well, again, to get two first round picks inside 12 for pick two, um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind that deal. They've also got Port's future third, but uh, they're giving up pick two. They're giving up pick two. Like that's that's um, that, the thing about West Coast is that they tend there might be a, be a couple of Western Australian players there that they really like as well. Who might no, be down they, the rung a little bit? They Correct. Are, yeah. They're outside five. So you okay. know to be able to get hold of the couple of yep. their homegrown talent. Yep. One pick for two, knowing that you know they'd be happy with those players. So. Um, look, time will tell. We're going to have to wait till the draft how that works out. Yeah, but they might go Gibney and buzzing you. I, I just look at it though. They've given up pick two in the draft. Yeah. Um, as North Melbourne has effectively given up the, the overall number one pick last year in Jason North Francis and the pick one in this so, year. But, but, yeah, so just quick, but, and I know just, stuff's just quick, come back. Just I, quick, I get all that. Damo. Yep. Now, the media have always said. No one will ever trade pick one. No one will ever yeah. trade. Well, we've just had we've, we've had, had it. pick Ooh. one and two just traded. Yeah, and three. In one trade and three. And three. And three. In one trade period. Yeah. So it's happening. So, yeah. so West Coast, you've got to look at them a bit differently here because uh, pick two was going to be a Victorian. Yep. Fraught with a little danger. Uh, they've managed to keep hold of their Victorians, Chewy, um, Gaff, Gaff. Gaff and the like, paying them reasonable dough. But to do it, but um, there's a couple of players who, who are in the draft who are outside the top five or six. Uh, uh, Gib, I think it's Gibney and a Buzzing, Buzzinger, Buzzinger, I think his name is, around those picks for this year, around eight and 12. WA kids. Yes, kids. but yep. more importantly, next year, uh, there's a couple of WA kids there saying top tenors. Okay. So now they've got. An two, extra second and third round pick. Second and third round picks plus their own. Yep. 
next year and allow them to do some stuff next year uh, to try and get up the list and um, and try and get hold of those players. Of course, Freo will be trying to challenge there. Yeah, this this is a significant shift in how clubs mm. operate, isn't it? I mean, yep. you, you've always been adventurous, sauce. I mean, you had the famous um, on draft night movement of picks uh, with Liam Stocker, and, and and the way you you scientifically work through that. You've don't you've, mention the war. No, I'm just saying he's always sort of outside the square, and and you've always been prepared to do these. This is the first time we've seen it happen in in a in a way of significance yep. in this trade. I, period. I like it because yeah. you've got to be bold, like you know, it's. Um, You've got to try. You've got to do something. You've got to try and get ahead of the pack. And sure, so, if you don't, if you don't get it right, you don't get it right. So, but yeah. you, it's not. You've got to try. And 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 I think what the clubs have, have realised now is that sometimes having some multiple picks, um, yep. you know, you got you got a better percentage, better strike rate. But having said that, the Giants have given away a lot of picks to really get to the pointy end, knowing that they've tart, they want to get this player. A player. So, so, which yeah. is nothing wrong with that either. No, so, I like that. But so I, probably, I like the fact yeah. um, a lot's happened during this this trade period in terms of picks. Generally, it probably happens during draft nights where mm. the swapping of picks and you know what's which sliding through. Happen. Can, can which these could, picks all be still transferred? They, they, can, yeah. they can be transferred yeah. all the way pretty much up to the draft. Yeah. So right. and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here. Even with, say, someone like a West Coast who has 8 and 12, knowing once the once there's a little bit of um, information that starts to Around the draft, yeah, yeah. feed out, dribble out, um, you, you may see some things sort of happen, yep. but generally you'll probably wait to draft night. Yep. Um, yep. And, and I'm sure there'll be some trading and some picks. Port Adelaide being bold. Yep. They've started the ball rolling here with Port. North were um, sitting back and seeing what was going to happen. And they've had to uh, work on the run, which I think they've done a pretty good job. West Coast, the same thing. Uh, sit back, see what happened. Uh, going to lose Junior. But here we've got a really good deal for us as well. And Greater Western Sydney have been bold, going mm. from three to one, yeah, and giving up because they had so many picks, yeah. Give up pick twelve, yeah. uh, means got nothing a, to them. They've got a welter of picks still. They've there. still got a really nice draft hand, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With with number one now being uh, in their possession, this uh, this uh, list deal. of um, trade picks we get um, given every two hours every day <laughs> it needs to be changed again so, after all of that and so, good luck trying to keep up and the other thing is the four people involved in doing this from those four clubs all very seasoned all very smart have made a lot of good decisions over a long period of time so yep uh, uh, Scotty Clayton with um, Brady Rawlings there Jason Cripps been a genius there um Ro- um, Rowan and uh, O'Brien Rowan O'Brien and um, Craig Vozzo uh, Craig Vozzo yeah. yes and Jason McCartney's been involved with um, yep. a lot of GWS. So very smart blokes doing this deal. Okay, you need to uh, – we need to take a break. And for those who want to get the full detail, you can catch up with all the specifics attached to that mega deal on all the trade radio platforms and afl.com.au. Uh, Maddie, we need to get one of your reviews away. We're running out of time today. We'll, yep. We're going to do two, but we had to pause it for, for the, for the news that attached to this Ooh. massive situation that's developed today. Uh, who do you want to do on the other side of this? I've got Melbourne. You've got Melbourne coming up. Yep. Keen to see what you say about them. That is next on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Matt Rendell's List Analysis for Continental Tires. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today.
Matty Rendell working his way through each and every club on the late trade. Uh, Matty, we normally like to reflect upon what you said about a club uh, before you look at what's going to happen to that mm. club in the future. But we don't have that luxury today when you assess the Ds. You, you did want to expect them to go high in the ladder, but more importantly, where are they going to be in 2023? Yeah, we're, we're sort of a bit short on time after that big deal. But uh, look, I, I remember what I said last year. This could be a dynasty. And um, they had a disappointing year. So... Their biggest loss this time last year was losing their strength and conditioning coach, Darren Burgess, to the Crows. He's from Adelaide. He wanted to go back home where his family is. Fair enough. His understudy took over for him. Last year in the final series, they were on top of the ground. They could have played that grand final all over again. That's how good they were feeling at the time. So they didn't turn up in the same nick this year. So even though they were 10 and 0, they just didn't look. Right, they just their class got them over the line. Then it started to fall apart, and they lost so many games in the second half. It was unbelievable. Mm. It was nearly every game they held a lead of two to three goals and blew it up, which you just could not see happening the year before. And I'm sure it wouldn't have if Darren Burgess was there. So either they've turned, either they've had a lot of operations at the end of the year. I don't think they did, or. They just haven't turned up as a group in good nick. You've got to t- when, you, when you're five weeks behind the rest of the competition going into the pre-season, you have to turn up in good nick. So clearly they didn't and they struggled for the whole year. So I expect them to fix that up. The Jackson out for Grundy. Grundy's a better player right here right now than Jackson. So he, he has – that deal gets done. He has to make them better. Um, interesting to see how it works with Gorn. I'm sure it will. Uh, where else are they going to get better? Salem had a very average year, a lot of injuries, came back in late, still didn't look right. Uh, they couldn't get their forward line working right. Uh, Brown had an average year. Fritch was hot and cold. Neil Bullen wasn't the same. Uh, Pickett was really good in patches, like he good one game, not so good the other. Wiedemann couldn't get a start there uh, in the end. Langdon and started the, really well. Started really well. Tape he dropped, it off. And, and the big loss, and maybe we didn't see this coming, was Tom McDonald because he was very much a part of that forward line that made it work the previous year, and he missed the, virtually the whole year. Well, so played nine of those first ten games where they won all oh, of them. Played, yeah, oh, and, right? and did yeah, not play okay. after that point. Well, there you go. So maybe he's the the uh, you know the glue there in that forward line. But it didn't work going inside 50. They butchered up the ball. So I expect him to be a big lead in the preseason, a big lead in preseason. <laughs> Way better with their strength and conditioning. They can they can win it again, no doubt about that. They're, not, they, they're going to be stronger, I think, with Grundy. And they really haven't had to do anything else, but they've got some young players who you would hope get better next year. They can certainly win it again. Um, but they need to sort out that connection from the midfield to the forward line. Mm. Interesting mix there, Matty, of just falling away. And also, I think you alluded to it without saying, or delving into it deeply, the, the attitude aspect to it, the, the, yeah, the, the, the continuity of, of pressure and, and, and need to go to the well again. Well, it was just staggering to watch, watch them be in such command of games and then get blown away. Uh, and, it, and they looked totally confused in defence around mm. it. They couldn't work out how to do it and... Obviously, they had some issues during the year. The May um, Milksham stuff clearly was a massive yeah. issue, and you don't know how that much how that affected them, and maybe it did. So uh, more than more than they'll let on. 
Uh, Brayshaw, great year. Petrarca, great year. Oliver, Oliver, the main players all had great years. Um, May, super again. Yeah, he was. Lever, just okay. Missed Salem badly. Um, and Bowie. Couldn't dropped, even get in. Dropped the, away. Yeah, yeah, well, he couldn't even get in in the end, and he was a star at the end of last year. So, really interesting year for this for this team. But you're still next year. predicting them to to go high oh, yeah, if they, it all gets yeah, look, sorted out. I've got them in the top four. Yep. So, uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't get there, barring you know. Inj- oh, the other person who had a great year was t- Jack Viney had his best year, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So j- just, I know you referenced it. Uh, just again for another forty-five seconds to a minute, Maddie, if you can. J- just the Grundy acquisition, how yeah. it looks, and 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 what happens with that d- dynamic with Gorn. So the advantage they get is that the pressure stays on the opposition around the ball non-stop. So they're two great ruckmen. I mean, it, two or three years ago they were the two blokes in the All Australian team two years yep. in a row. Yep. So the issue is going to be. I would be keeping them both on the ground as long as possible, but how would you be if it'll change the dynamic of the opposition, what they do? The teams that would go in with one Ruckman, they can't go in with one Ruckman. How would you like to be playing on Gorn for 15 minutes and on comes Grundy? I mean... And the, when they, in inverted commas, rest, and I know there's no yeah. such thing on a gr- ground anymore, but do they go forward yeah, naturally so or could they for- rest somewhere else? No, it, like the old-fashioned back pocket. I've got them go forward. Have, get some adventure. but Play them out the top of the square. You have to put... 200 centimetre giants on them to stop them. Gorn's kicking to the They're both issue. dangerous yeah. enough, aren't they? Oh, well, both it, dangerous it was enough. in 2022, but it wasn't so much yeah. in 2021. So Grundy will give them that, that contested ball uh, edge too, where they did drop off in that contested ball area and t- relied on too few to do it. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Today's big moments for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Massive day on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio and a particularly massive three hours to this point of the late trade. Sammy Hargrave's about to jump into this very studio with you, Maddie Rendell. Um, Sauce has been uh, debating the merits, and, and, and you have too in the past uh, 45 minutes of the mega trade that went down between GWS, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, and I uh, haven't got the other one in front of me right West now. Coast. West, Coast West Coast Eagles, who uh, yeah, who were all uh, engaged in heavy conversations over the course of the weekend. And obviously, uh, after the AFL said no, they just went and did the deal themselves, all on the back of a, a future second-round pick coming back to Port Adelaide, which ultimately unlocked the entirety of it. Uh, people are going to wade through it, and they're going to dissect it. They're going to analyse it. They're going to rate it right now. Ultimately, the only way to do this properly, and I know this goes against what we do on this radio station at times, Let's have a look how it looks in 10 years. Well, that's exactly right. Look, when you just look at the picks as it stands right yep. at the moment, we, we, we're not fully equipped and we don't have all the information on what the draft looks like. So who knows where... But, it, but even of, then, it doesn't matter how it looks. It's how these players perform well, over well, exactly, their careers, exactly right, obviously. Exactly so. right. But, but we've they, never seen anything all, like this, have we? Where, where no, picks we one, two, and three have changed mm. in the one hit, in no. the one deal, not just no. in different transactions, in the one deal. Picks well, one, two, and three are different to how they appear on the latter finish. Mm. But when you're dealing with those early picks, you know the the batch of plays that you're picking from as it stands right mm. at the minute. So you've got a fair understanding on the value of those picks so, um, you know, when you just look at the picks in isolation now, 
you know, you've traded out pick one and Horn Francis, and you've only got you've got two, picks two and three back. North know the quality of those players yep. that they're going to be picking at, and they might be very happy to get to be getting those mm. players through the door. And the same with the same with um, with with Wesco. Yeah. The same thing. They they probably target. These are the type of plays we need. They might be Western Australia, Western Australian plays. We know we're going to be able to get those plays with these picks. Yeah, what it does now also do is heighten the uh, focus that is on Josh Dunkley oh. wanting to find his way to Brisbane Lions uh, away from Western Bulldogs. We saw. And heard Liam Pickering make some uh, very big statements as he's manager over the weekend on on SEN and and uh, left people in in no uh, confusion as to what he thought of the the hold up and the demands from the dog side of it to get Dunkley across to the the Brisbane Lions team. They have a lot to work with. You both gentlemen have uh, have brought our listeners in on the ride with this. How Brisbane needs to get so many points up to get the two father sons this year with Ashcroft and and Fletcher. What they may need to do next year with Academy kids so again the uh the the chess game is is still in play and 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 this is the one now that does have a lot of focus now placed on it at present they've got about three and a half thousand points which is more than enough to get their two players in but they still haven't got dunkley if 21 goes out they're they're in deficit for next year so if they trade out their future first brisbane that future first goes further out so they're in a really tricky situation there's got to be something else involved here yeah, and, and of course they got Rory Lobb to to uh, try no, and get yeah, through. No, well, I'll, yeah, for Brisbane it's it's yeah. tri- it's got really tricky. Well, it has got with with uh, yeah. Brisbane, but they're obviously dealing with the Bulldogs, so there's a bit to play. Like, yeah. I it, think it, if the, 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 the Dunkley deal's obviously holding everything up here. Yeah, so it if is, they yeah. get twenty one off off Brisbane as part of the Dunkley deal, well, I think that'll go straight over for Lobb, won't it? Yeah, but you, you can't do. Like if they get twenty one for Dunkley, you can't just put that straight across for Lob. Like there's going to have to be. Another. Oh no no no, there's yeah. more. There's more. But the, yeah. but the but the issue is the big issue is if they go in a deficit, Brisbane for the points, they haven't got enough points for Fletcher and Ashcroft, and we might find out that Ashcroft doesn't go number one here and GWS call out someone else's name, which will save Brisbane's bacon. But he understand, might get called out number there's two. There's nothing wrong right. to go into deficit. Right. Or three. Matty, you can go into deficit. Yeah, deficit. I know you can go into deficit, but it affects if you're trying to trade yeah. out your your future yeah. first. Your future first is going to go way back. Well, you can uh, continue to bait the, the possibilities around all of that with Sammy Hargraves when he jumps into this studio in a matter of seconds time, Matty. So you and Sammy uh, are with Trade Radio all the way through until 7 o'clock Melbourne. Time sauce. I'll see you tomorrow yep. on the late trade. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For the second last time this year at 3 o'clock tomorrow.